Hello, listening people. You're Hello. Lis- <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, it's Bartek. And I'm here with my co-host, Ryan. <laughs> yes, and you're listening to... <laughs> Jesus, you got me. You're listening to... <laughs> you're listening to Spit and Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. Yes, and we talk about those forgotten gems of movies that have been left behind or forgotten, or ones that need to be appreciated more by the general public. And what film are we doing today, Bartek? We are doing the one, the only, Podkrench Jak Beckham. Of course. And uh, as as everyone should know by now, I, I do not speak Polish. Mm-hmm. But the word Beckham was in the title, and how many Beckhams are there in titles of movies? Lots, Yeah, I, I imagine. Know. Jesus, which one are we doing? Uh, I think it's Bend It Like Beckham. That's right! Yes, and uh, we're spitting Polish, likingly, because we're always spitting, and of course we are both Polish. We're always polishing. We're always polishing our hearts. And we're both spit. Yep. And we both spit. That's, that's we exactly We are both it. spit. And um, this time we have the lovely guest, Grace Brown. Hello. And are you excited? I'm really excited. I, I love this movie. You love this movie? Bend it like Vecca? I, I may regret saying that later on when you rip it to pieces. <laughs> what do you mean? I love these movies. This is an unappreciated masterpiece. And we're here today to talk about the brilliance that is... Bend it like Beckham. Now, now there is that thing of this is all about unappreciated masterpieces, and I will say this is the controversial movie amongst the group here. Of is this an unappreciated masterpiece? And I think yes. I think mainly yes because uh, Bend it like Beckham was very, very popular at the time when it came out. But so was Kangaroo Jack, oddly enough, <laughs> and. Uh, Kangaroo Jack and Bennett Like Beckham have the same thing in common of they were very, very popular when it came out and Bennett Like Beckham, it was very popular in England and Australia especially and it did pretty well in America too but I think it was at the time a flash in the pan. It was something very popular when it first came out but all these years later it's kind of swept away. Like we all remember the title and we all kind of remember some of the basic plots but not very much. Like, when I say to someone, hey, you remember Bendit Like Beckham? They're like, yeah, yeah, that's the one with, like, Kira Knightley, isn't it? And it's like, yeah, it is. And do you remember the plot? And it's just like, well, it's about, like, two chicks who play soccer, right? It's like, yeah, but what else is it about? It's like, one of them's Indian. It's like, yep, yeah, that's basically as far as I could get with a lot of people when I ask them about the film who aren't diehard fans like Grace. I, I would I would describe myself as a diehard fan, but I like I do remember it quite fondly from my childhood because it's not often you get to see two women playing sport. It like I'm not into sport myself, but I'm just like oh look, that's a possibility for me. How lovely! Yes, I I, I was also a childhood favorite of mine because I played soccer at the time, and my dad is very much into soccer. He still plays, he coaches, and he just would want to watch any film. Whether it was soccer-related or not, if it was good or bad, he was a big fan of this film. He still is. I talked to him before, saying, I'm going to do it Bennett like Beckham, and he goes, oh, that's good, good, good. you got to mention at some point, Ryan, that, that they actually do kick the ball pretty well. Like, you know, in movies, <laughs> in movies, when they do soccer... It's just so sloppy and the editing makes it look like they're, you know, weaving the ball and doing all of this stuff, playing the game really well, but they're not really. And he always points that kicking and screaming with Will Ferrell and he goes, now that's that's an atrocity to soccer when it comes to film. Uh, But we're not talking about kicking, kicking and screaming, which, 
Is that an appreciated masterpiece? I think it's... I don't know... I don't think it deserves anything, to be honest. <laughs> so, yes. I've only seen the basketball Will Ferrell movie. Oh, well, you're missing out. I've seen the, the soccer Will Ferrell movie, the car racing Will Ferrell movie. Oh, the movie. NASCAR one? I like yeah, that yeah. one a lot. And, and the basketball Will Ferrell movie. Uh, are there other sports-related Will Ferrell movies out there? I'm pretty uh, sure. man. That's not a sport-related movie. Hey, the way they act, it sounds like a sport. Even one of the guys in the newsroom has a cowboy hat one of them is a sports reporter you got me there Bartek you got me there so, was he the sports reporter I was just commenting on the hat yeah he was the sports reporter <laughs> well there you go <laughs> Jesus Christ so Bender like Beckham Bartek had you seen this one before uh, 24 hours before this recording, I saw this movie for the first time. Oh, like a virgin, like a V. Uh, he, you, so you saw it for the first time. Grace and I have obviously seen it before. My mum's seen it before. Oh, did she enjoy it? Yeah, she liked it a lot. I imagine your mum liked it a, a cu- lot. A couple of weeks ago... <laughs> what does that mean? I imagine your mum liked that a lot. Like... His mum's really nice. I and bet I feel you. Like... So I'd say things like that. What? I bet she enjoyed it a lot. It was just the tone. I didn't appreciate it. Sorry, continue. Yeah, she liked the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, a, a couple of weeks ago, we saw a Bollywood movie together in the cinema, and the actor who plays the father of the Indian girl in this movie was in that movie. He Spoiler alert, she has a father. Uh, just in case oh, you wouldn't know. I'm so sorry. I, oh, I spoiled the movie... Oh, we can't do it now. So, oh. so you had some familiarity with this. You've heard of it before. Oh, I've heard the name many times, like you said. And my mum has mentioned that it's good, and she mentioned like, oh yeah, this guy that plays the servant, he played the father in Bend It Like Beckham. I'm like, oh okay. Mm-hmm. And then when you said, oh, we're gonna do Bend It Like Beckham, I'm like, oh well, that's the second time I've heard that name recently. Now yeah. I'm gonna see it. And you were a bit worried because you're like, oh well, if my mum gave it five out of five stars, I don't know if it's an unappreciated masterpiece because <laughs> she appreciates. <laughs> Somebody it. Appreciates it. Someone appreciates it. That's the thing. Like, not all of these films are like completely ignored. Every single film we've done has a following, has <laughs> has a fan base. That is uh, that is us and our family, most likely, and my mom. and you guys. Because you know, how can we forget? So, Grace, you saw this in the cinema. I did see it in the cinema. I don't have an overwhelming uh, amount of memories. About That's how good it, it was. Uh, hey, just just calm down. Like I saw it with my mum, probably in Eastland. Who knows? It's a mystery. Um, but I do remember liking it very, very much. I liked it too. I wish I got to see it in the cinema, and I and I, I really do wish a lot of these films, pretty much all of these films, I I never saw at the cinema, and I had the chance to go see them, and either it never happened, or I was a dumb guy and was like, no, I don't want to see that. It's a bit below my belt, and I'm you know, I'm saying this as like a nine year old. So your belt's <laughs> very low. As my belt is. You're not... <laughs> Have you always been skinny, right? Yeah. That's yeah, that conversation. Yes. <laughs> is, this, is this our longest prologue ever? Uh, no, we'll make it 24 minutes long. So, oh, no. so then it will be the longest uh, prologue yeah. ever. You know what I can't get over? This movie is two hours long. It's a long movie. It's, and we are going to start talking about it. So that's a, It's shorter than your average Bollywood movie. It's shorter than your average Bollywood movie. So we're going to start to bend it like Beckham, hopefully this time, uh, in three, two, one, play... Yeah, there we go. Oh, the soccer ball is already on the screen. Yep, it's all it's all happening. It's it's begun. 
I got very confused in this opening sequence because I didn't realise she was in it. To be honest, I will admit that I zoned out until she came in because I'm just like, yes, I'm not watching it for this. I'm not watching a soccer movie for the sport. <laughs> yeah, no, you're watching it for, for the drama. Oh, and the relationships between characters. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Like, you know, I definitely agree that this is a relationship film. It's very interesting. No, I didn't realise, like, I was also kind of zoning out. Like, I was paying attention because I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know these commentators. I know, uh, I know, yeah, I've grown up with soccer, so, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, They're all, uh, Ryan Giggs, uh, uh, my dad, when I asked him once why they called me Ryan, he's like, oh, after Ryan Giggs, the the soccer player, because when you were born, Ryan, he was just an up-and-coming uh, player and he was really good and we thought yeah oh, name so you after Ryan Giggs nice. so, so this film contains a small part of your legacy and the fact that yep. the name Ryan Giggs is in it yep so I, I don't know if that's true my dad's a bit of a, an asshole but uh, <laughs> nah great guy uh, <laughs> he's my dad but I don't know what to believe uh, believe me <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so what I didn't is... realise that she was in it like just then she did the header I thought well, that oh. was not good was it no no it was oh it was spliced ooh oh, yeah. this is like this is like not even as good as the Star Wars prequels kind of yeah like, but yet again, you know, nothing is as good as the Star Wars prequels. Is The Phantom Menace unappreciated? Uh, no. Uh, no, definitely not. That's an appreciated film. Five out of five. Uh, this, uh, this sequence here, I just love... Is the desk shaking? Or like, be, not, not this one, that one. On on, the on their desk? I think because it's... Well, the waters are still? No, I think... I think... In, the, in the wide shot, it's like... No, I think the camera's shaking. The camera's shaking? Oh, here she is. Here she is. The best one in the film, in my opinion. Uh, my favourite character is is her. What about you guys? Who's your favourite character in this film? Oh, uh, shit. Uh, it has to be it has to be Jess. It has to be Jess. Okay. Yeah, Mine is the concept pinky. of the Indian family. Okay. I don't know if that's a character, but I, I enjoy <sighs> it nonetheless. <laughs> okay. When I wrote down in my notes, I thought, okay, having the subtitles on is good because I guess it's a problem sometimes with accents. We had this in just visiting with French accents and Indian accents too, I guess. I kind of misheard what the mum said. I thought for some reason she's like, that's enough of the sugar bowl. Like, in relation to soccer, but the subtitles say shoot ball. And I'm like, I guess that's correct. I I didn't have a problem with just visiting, but this one, because not only do they have the Indian accent, they've also got the chavy English Mm. accent, and that's more what I didn't understand. No, the best one was the chav Indian English accent. Well, that's what what I mean. Sometimes they mix and Yeah, I don't have a problem with the Indian accents as much as I thought I would, but yet again, like, you know, one of my best friends, one of my best friends from my hometown he has a family very much like this. He's Indian and he's Sikh and his family is very much like this, except for his mum isn't as uh, uh, domineering. She's quite nice. Just like Bartek's mum. Quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she would be nice. Yeah. Bartek's mum, five out of five stars, I give her. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. But this film, I love the... Those things are delicious. Are they? Yeah, they're a treat. Oh, they look delicious. Yeah. They, they look kind of like, oh, weird orange thing, but they're actually very nice. Ah, yeah. I love montage, first of many. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, this film is montages. You know, Big Fat Liar was full of montages. Three, to be precise, if you (laughs) want to keep count. But this film, my god, this film is montage upon montage upon montage, which means it's good. Did you notice how her name is Pinky and her shirt is pink? Yeah, I did notice that. Uh I did. Symbolic. 
symbolisms is mm-hmm. symbolism is very profound in this film right it, from the start right from the start like that chick's got a rose and tattoo here we've got a... Jess is surrounded by you know these women-y shoes and <sighs> these women-y shoes <laughs> she doesn't Women. want the women-y shoes uh, she wants the sock uh, here we are we're introduced to Kira, uh, Kira Portman uh, yeah, Natalie Knightley. <laughs> Natalie Knightley. And what's the introduction we get? It's, hey, she's got small tits, which the pu- the is pu- something great to know because I also, as a young man or young boy when I watched this, also noticed that she had small breasts. Well, that's because the mother said so. Yeah, but the mums aren't that big either, so, like, where's she coming from? With with the pump-up bra, when I saw it in the movies, because this, this was pre-teen grace, I was terrified that those were actually a thing and that I might eventually be forced into wearing like one of those weird pump up bra things and which is not the case at all i have never seen one of those in the wild and i've never been happier i've seen them what have you mean you've seen them i've been to stores you've been to stores what stores have you been to well, i have a girlfriend she has to like go out to like clothing stores they're there have you not looked not like the the pump up like blow up yeah i've seen the pump up inflate ones. what yeah okay yeah, I've seen like the Mate. gel ones also, but you know, like the pump up ones you don't see like the in gel, Kmart. Like the you gel see... ones are a thing. Yeah, the, the gel pump ones. Up ones. The pump ups are. A thing. Are you talking about push up bras or pump up bras? Pump up, like pump the mum just showed you how the pump. I've seen that. <laughs> like I, I know what I'm talking about. Apparently, yeah, I need Ryan. to go to different stores. Ryan, check out all that toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, what do they need that for? Yet again, they're gonna wipe this <laughs> shit off their ass. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I thought it would be important to mention. Okay, it's a. Big... You were talking about boobs and bras and yeah, which isn't as important as butt wiping, ass wiping. No, is that a whole bag of onions? Also, yeah, onions are it, very onions and toilet paper. It's going to be a winning combo later tonight <laughs> with them guys. Yeah, well. I... <laughs> <laughs> Onions are a very common ingredient in Indian food. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So here it is. It's kind of beginning at the moment. It's like, where, where's the soccer? Oh, here it is. Finally. <laughs> he clearly <laughs> already took the toilet paper home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is this like the same day? I think. Yeah. So. I, I honestly didn't think about it until just now. That's a really weird jumper he's wearing. He. Yeah, it's, it's like, just like a jumper. No, it's like short sleeved and it's got he's pockets got his sleeves. like a hoodie does. Is it short sleeve? I thought he just yeah. had his sleeves rolled up. It's short sleeve. Is it? Yeah, like it's this is gonna be a down debate. to the elbow. It's grey. <laughs> it's grey, just like a British heart. Oh, <laughs> Bartek, come on. No, my mum is English. I can't confirm. Oh, there you go. Oh, uh, it's grey, just like a not English heart. Oh, there you go. <laughs> is that the Music Academy from Thunderpants in the background? Uh. Yeah, probably. I like that guy was rubbing his nipples real hard before she kicked him in the nuts with the ball. That is what men do. She didn't kick. Men are the worst (laughs) in this film, really. And as a man, I can confirm that we are the worst. Mm. Here he is, the dead-eyed look of a serial killer that is David Beckham. (laughs) Nah, man. (laughs) Look at him. Her shrine is so impressive. Justin Timberlake. I have a shrine. Yeah, I've just like that. Like I walked in your door, you went have a look at the shrine. I went, oh, must I? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there he is. And there he is, legend. I uh, see. I had very, um, even though I'd seen, I probably seen in this in my lifetime before having to rewatch it right now and last night. I probably had seen this film maybe four times because I had it on DVD. Seen it probably four times, and I did not remember a lot of it. But once the character started rolling in, I just remembered everything. Yeah. Like I saw him in that outfit. I'm like, oh, that's right. 
the cricket story will come up later. We'll get to that. But I just automatically like get that. Like, do you guys ever get that with like movies yeah. where you're like I haven't watched this in like ten years, and then that was like a weird the shot. Flash. That plane took a while to cross over. Yeah, Jesus plane. Like, oh, I love this scene. Oh yeah. What? Yeah. Pay attention to the platter and see how many people take from it. Oh okay. Okay, look. So far zero. Zero. Still zero. I was still getting... zero. Zero, zero, zero. I was paying attention to, in a moment, you have, like, I think it's like a... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, he wanted it. Like, this old woman <laughs> this here... This is the best part. This is the best part. Look. Yeah, this old woman. Look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One. Wait, wait, what? Uh, uh. Wait. What? One. This old woman is great, too. She just, like, made a sex joke out of nowhere, and I'm like, oh, great. Oh, look do that though. I know, old women are the best. Isn't that right, Bartex mum? Uh, back to the movie. Uh, I like how they all thought it was their mobile phones ringing, like each one of them, and then when it's his mobile phone, they all look really annoyed at him, like, oh, it wasn't my mobile phone, but this guy, it was him, so I hate him. The, the, the look on Pinky's face is a little bit heartbreaking. Yeah, well, she just wants love. Yeah. Everyone's refusing the food, which I'm sure is, like, a big insult or something. I yeah, know. yeah. But... Well, then everyone really insulted that platter. <laughs> yeah, everyone insulted it to death. <laughs> at some points in these wedding scenes, Pinky kind of reminds me of those My Sweet Sixteen ladies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I, I feel sorry for Pinky in this entire film, actually. Like, mm. Pinky's like, there are some she's scenes. a bitch at some point, but then I go, well, that's fair. Because, like, come on, Pinky's, like, it's really, the movie should be about her. Uh, it's her day. Like, you know, like, let her have her movie. Yeah, how dare you play soccer? <laughs> how dare you play soccer? Oh, here they are, the chaps. The Spice Girls. In it, in it, take your shirt off, though. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I love it. Like, ex certificate warning. I just want to know if they really speak like this. Like, does anyone speak like this? I bet they 100% do. There's a line up here that I did quickly quote earlier in this podcast out fleetingly. But, like, they're just talking to her and she, like, leaves. It's something like, something about sex or whatever. Like, she's not interested in the guy. And she's like, oh, she's still a V, though, isn't she? And I'm like, V? Oh, virgin, of course. I just wish people use that phrase more often over here, or is it just an English phrase? Now that you mention that, there's a line way later, in like the last 17 minutes, that sort of, but not really, comes back to the V thing. Oh, foreshadowing, huh? Yeah. I'll be sure to bring it up, because it's... She's still a V, Yeah. It's one of my favourite scenes, but I'll bring it up. She's still a V, though, I don't don't know if the subtitles will show it, if you guys are watching with subtitles, but I'll point it out. Yeah. Uh, Here she is. Look at that boy. Look at that boy. She is creepy in this movie for, like, the first little while. She's, like, watching her. She's got, like, that hungry look. <laughs> that, okay, this is something I want to discuss. Later on, we'll get it from when the coach arrives. But what is it with, in film, the look? You know what I mean? Like, when they, <laughs> when, like, the, you realize, like, they, they look at the other person and you know that they're in love. Yeah, the look. Like, well, it's like trying to get something across without dialogue, right? Yeah, but it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so specific. Like, that look, they tilt their head and the eyes kind of bug out a little and their mouth is slightly open and they're like, oh, love. You... Like, is it sad that we've been conditioned by film to know the look on? of love? Is love going on in the background behind him between those two cricketers? Yeah. They're it's walking the... up to each other. Foreshadowing. Wait, where's one of them go? The foreshadowing is the cricketers is a foreshadowing to the, the end of the film with the dad. Yeah, the last shot even. Yeah, last shot. Mm. 
Look, is that he's talking to no one? There was a white guy in the background there who I don't think was in there for the rest of that scene. Probably, no. yeah, probably, uh, probably another just montage. like a AV or something, AD. This montage, I think it's this one. There's a montage, look, spoiler alert, there's a montage in this film that exactly goes for two minutes. I, I timed it. I was just like, whoa, this that went off for quite some time. It, like, two minutes in real life doesn't seem that long, but two minutes in film time is a long time. But I don't know which one you're talking about, but it really added to the film, didn't it? Oh, probably. Oh, she's a bit stalkery, too, in this. Well, she was invited, wasn't she? Yeah, but she's just, like, standing there watching from afar. Okay. Lots of people do that at games, just so you yeah, know. But she was invited, you said. Yeah, Kieran Knightley is scaring me in this film. She looks like such a lizard. <laughs> now, it, it should be pointed out the fl- the colours on the English flag and, of course, their uniforms are the exact same as the Polish colours. Uh, yeah, exactly. It all comes back to being Polish. Yes. Oh, everything. So, as someone not Polish, Grace, how do you feel? About being not Polish? Yeah. About not being Polish. Um, ashamed would be the correct answer. Uh, okay, ashamed then. Ashamed is the only answer, I, I, I yeah. imagine. Yep, that's correct. We've yet to have a Polish guest. Yeah, we don't want any. Can't find them. True. Uh, yeah, other than your mum, we could invite her on. Would she actually come on, though? I don't think so. Why not? She's very sociable. I've met her. She's she's a <laughs> barrel of laughs. Yeah, well, I don't know. I thought for, like, before I watched this movie again, in my brain, I remembered the coach being played by Paul Bettany, who's the voice of Jarvis in the Iron Man He's, movies. He does have, like, slightly but it's Paul just, Bettany But eyes. it's just John, Jonathan Rhys Myers, who's like, you know, whatever. I think... Like, if you want Paul Bettany light, here he is. Paul Bettany light. <laughs> yeah. Paul Bettany would have been too busy making wanky films like Master and Commander right now, mm. or something lame. Oh, didn't he make Wimbledon in, like, 2002? Yeah, probably. We what should... year is Wimbledon? I, was... <laughs> I think it is 2002. That was a recommended for this film as well, as was My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which I do see the similarities between the two with My Big Fat Greek Wedding and this, because both of them have a wedding at the central theme and, and like, mu- cultural barriers. And my and mum loves both of them. And his mum gives both of them a high ranking. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, Kira Knightley's very terrifying in this film. Terrifying is a bit strong. She's like, she's like, a, she's a bit uncanny. For now she is, but later. Like, she just evolves into something terrifying. Like, I don't yeah. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> she looks aroused, though. She's like, "Yep." Her assortment of headbands must be very <laughs> impressive because she wears like so many different ones. Well, she's a sports player. She can't have a hair in her face. She doesn't have long enough hair to tie it back into a proper ponytail Irene, either. What do you mean a proper ponytail? Like, like look at her. Tie, look at the, the other players behind them. Mm. They have they have ponytails, but she has to do like one of those. Um... She can do a tiny little one. Yeah, 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 but they look wanky. But she <laughs> take like, that, Kira Knightley. She doesn't need a ponytail. Oh, she's got small breasts. Bulbous head. Jesus. She doesn't need a ponytail. She's got small breasts. <laughs> oh, Ryan, that's a pretty sexist thing to say. <laughs> Ryan, Jesus. Oh, you. I like how she does talk to the shrine, but only like twice. Do you talk to your shrine? Obviously. Yeah. I worship it. Greek gods. <laughs> Greek gods. I mean, it would be more interesting if David Beckham was a serial killer and she's talking <laughs> to the shrine and it gives a new meaning to the film. A whole new meaning. A whole dimension. new meaning. A new dimension. Oh, that was a shit shot. When I was watching it, I'm like, does Beckham appear in this? I cannot remember. Spoiler alert. Oh, shit. Kind of. <laughs> I didn't say whether he does or doesn't. Ooh, he appears at the end. Appear- is it actually him, though? Or is oh, it like it a wouldn't be yeah, because even his wife appears at the end. It wouldn't be him. They do thank them at the end. Uh, yeah, but 
But why why would why would the shot be from so from so far away? Because if they have them? because we don't want to see their ugly faces. I like them dead. They? What do you mean ugly? Did you, you like not see dead? his cold, dead serial killer eyes and her face? Don't get me so I'm posh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do like those subtle references to the Spice Girls in this film. Like, yeah. did we just miss it just now? She's like, there's a Mel reason C. why Sporty Spice yeah. doesn't have a fella. And then, like, in two two scenes later, there's, like, a Mel C song, which I think it is just her, but it's, like, who is Sporty yeah. Spice? I think there is a Spice Girl song. She is Sporty Spice. Oh, my mm. God. Also, Jules's mum, Kira Knightley's mum, she looks like Michael Palin in drag. Really? She does, and I like I noticed it. Or just... she looks like a weird, uglier version of like Tilda Swinton playing a mum. She doesn't look at all like Tilda. Swinton. I said a weirder, uglier version of Tilda. Swinton. Like, have you seen <laughs> Tilda Swinton? She looks like Tilda Swinton if she had a different face. <laughs> no. Tilda Swinton always has a different face. <laughs> So she's did, she is though. Have you not seen her act? I have seen her act. Did like, did you see her in Grand Budapest Hotel? I did. Barely recognised her. No idea who she was. I thought, I thought it was weird. You guys say Bartek, you're really excited. Um, a very important plot point is coming up that affects the whole movie. Breasts. Well, I mean, <laughs> let, let's uh, let's go Why back to the plot point after this scene. Sports, <laughs> Come on, yeah, yeah. Yeah. she had a tattoo on her back. Yeah. And a tattoo in the front, too. So what was the importance that you were talking about? I, um, I missed it because of breath. He gave the uniform to her, and I like how she's putting on her shirt. Um, That's how I do And he, she's like, I have to wear shorts. <gasps> she's like, can't I just wear my tracksuit bottoms? Yeah, yeah. No. Obviously not, you idiot. You're going to be sweating your ass off. The it's going to be hard. Is, the coach is wearing it at the back because he's a man. Oh, no, it's because he's a coach. He doesn't actually have to run around mm. as much. He gets to stand there and be like, do it. I feel like she gets a lot of like wiggle room and leeway. Also, why does he tell Jules to take over the, because the she's, warm-up because and not she's, the captain? Because she's like the, the second in charge. It is a good point, actually. Is why she, not the is captain? Is she the first she's mate? The, she's the lieutenant. Maybe, because I don't know. Because at the, like he said like she was the Whoa, reason why this... is a decent jump for someone who we later <laughs> learn has a bad knee. You Way mean just learn. now? Yeah. <laughs> like, give it a minute. It was the introduction to his character is, yeah, he don't play no more. Got bad knee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun fact is that's a real scar on her leg. Oh, like, that's actually that. her yeah. scar. Like, uh, she was worried that she wasn't going to get the part because of the scar on her leg. And, like, the backstory is actually the true story. Mm. Really? And they oh, were they God. were like, that's cool. So they incorporated it into the thing. And I must say, I'm very glad that they did that mm-hmm. because I felt like her character needed more backstory. Because <laughs> yeah. I felt like the one thing that was lacking from her character was understanding where she's coming from. And we would have not got this great beans on toast joke. This is like up there with the greatest beans on toast joke of them all. Like this may be number one, like, you know, number one in beans on toast joke. Like I can't think of many others, but I'm sure there are. And this is number one. Yeah. With her, with the actress's history, they incorporated that in the movie itself. And later on, the fact that she, it's not even brought up again mm. pretty much just simply means that she's grown as a person yeah, with confidence. You're, you're, it is brought up after this scene. The scar. Oh, yeah, like oh. once. And that was like a negative thing that they were like, and, what? No. And then she's like, shut up, men. Down with the patriarchy. Boo. And men, I, I wasn't agree. it her mum that brought it up? No. Oh, yeah, her mum brings it up. No, the men at the soccer field bring it up. They're like, oh, what's that? Okay, so it's brought up twice. It's brought up I don't th- think she goes, men of the patriarchy, boo. <laughs> like, not, like, not even when paraphrasing. Like, <laughs> I think she just kind of goes, No, it's well, metaphorical. It's a metaphorical thing. Mm. Uh, m- another montage. 
Mm-hmm. Look at him kicking balls. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I mean, I like how Kira Knightley is the one wearing like the least amount of clothing out of the team. And she does have a, like a belly button ring, which, look, if you're training, you should probably take that off. Oh, she does. I didn't I, notice that. Is it? Yeah, no, it's a belly button ring. I thought it was just an outie. And I was a little no, bit she's just got a shiny belly button. As I mean, a naval <laughs> fan, I'm ashamed that I didn't notice. Look, she's got a clear... Oh, she, she should take... What an unprofessional lady. Belly button rings Do you reckon very she, early 2000s. Do you reckon later on when they go to the airport, the beepy beepy thing went off? The beepy yeah. beepy. Yeah, yeah. The because, metal detector. Yeah, no, he doesn't do reckon, know how to say do you that. Reckon, beepy, beepy. Do you reckon they like have a deleted scene about it? Like a whole 10 minutes dedicated to it? Yeah. Here's the men. And see, they're like, oh, no, you're right. She doesn't, wait, wait. They touch his nipples. At least I can still skin you alive. No, at least. Like, they skin she, you alive. She, okay. I didn't need the accent, but all right. <laughs> I was just going to not go there, but Grace is already on the accent. I love the, the mum's terrified. Is it is it the mum or is it just another no, woman? No, it's the mum. It's the mum? Okay. It's clearly it's, the mum. It's mum. Like, look at her. As if, like, another woman would just start yelling at her like this. Like, mm. who do you think you are? Not my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, like, later on in the film, like, she gets yelled at by people who are not her parents for like doing something that she was not doing well no they don't yell at her they just tell her parents oh that. yeah they, they, do- her they dob- yell at her yeah <laughs> they dob her in because that's just like i guess like that shows see that's a great thing about this film it shows you the culture of you know of this family and how they're massive they're like you remember like at the end they're like oh talk to your uncle in in canada at least you have someone close it's like they they make a big fact like they, they they have they're everywhere like it feels like 1984, but with a family. It's like, no matter where you go, we'll be watching you. Yeah, have, have, really, really large have you had Indian friends, Ryan? Uh, yes, and they have large families. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If you have an Indian friend, they probably yeah, but, mention that they have lots of cousins. Yes, but I just love how this film makes it feel like, no matter where you go, we'll be watching you. Like, my, my family's sort of everywhere, and it's a, it's quite a small family. It's just, it's more people have just escaped. Yes. Oh, there you go. See, yeah. I'm, the op- round them back up. I'm the opposite. My family are nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. So, so I, I've got some here and some in Poland, that's it. So we know where to strike. Although, if you, look up, if you look up Kasp Shishak, there are a few randomly in other places but I don't know them oh if you look up brown they're everywhere <laughs> if you look up Slewinski there's like two I looked up brown wa- I looked up brown <laughs> me and my once dad <laughs> I looked up brown once and it gave me like colour palettes and stuff <laughs> oh no oh no that's are you, not are you, me are you related to purple by any chance oh I wish purple's oh, purple's a great colour it's Sorry, my second just... favourite my <laughs> second favourite so this is the family. Yep, I like. Yeah, it's all about like the honor of family, and wanting to achieve one's ambitions you, and you dreams, say, and like how to and how those two can really conflict. You say honor, but I think pride is more. No, they, no, they they're like you have to honor your family. You have to yeah, respect. Yeah, I agree with pride. Huh? I they, agree with pride. They might yeah. say honor, but they really mean pride. Yeah, because yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. they talk about shame. Yeah, 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 yeah. true. <laughs> Honour, respect, pride. It's all... The message is, just love your parents, okay? Her <laughs> jean jacket is buttoned on the second button so and I was no like, other button. The reason why I laughed is because, like, the lady right there who's currently got the frisbee, she threw it at her. <laughs> That's a poor throw. She's a really... <laughs> Two throws she's made in this shot, and they were both awful. The first one was right in the child's stomach. The second one was right <laughs> over. I shame you, frisbee woman. <laughs> I love. Oh my god, she's got it again. Is she gonna do it? Oh my god, look at her. She's awful. <laughs> I never noticed that. Before. Who hired her? Also, who frisbee? 
frisbees. Like, no one frisbees. Even when frisbee was a thing, did anyone No, frisbee? no, frisbee's a thing, but frisbeeing at one metre away from someone <laughs> yeah. is like, not a thing. Throwing a frisbee in a park is not a thing. Like, playing yeah. ultimate frisbee, that is a thing. But, yeah. like, every now and then someone goes, let's go to the park and, like, we'll chuck the frisbee around. And it happens for two minutes and then you get bored. <laughs> oh, yesterday I was walking around the park and there were people... It wasn't really a frisbee, it was like a disc thing because there was a huge circle in the middle, yeah. throwing it everywhere. Were they... There was a disc, but it wasn't a frisbee. I yeah. like they were using it like a frisbee. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Maybe it was just a, a an old DVD, and they were just throwing it, it was around. Is the like DVD big enough? Like vinyl record, surely. Well, well, Bartek could have seen it. Like Bartek could have seen it being thrown. And he thought, "Oh, it's at a distance. And it's so small." <laughs> no, it, it, I was not too it's far from it. Well, there's another plane. Oh, planes! That one's much faster. Uh, mm. So you know, oh, I thought this said Jesus breakfast. <laughs> Jesus. Well, they do know. They do talk about like they do say jesus in this film like oh jesus like because i guess that's just like a common vernacular now in the general language of just being like oh jesus do you like jesus oh, he's all right a bit overrated not as good as me uh i feel like i've done a bit more than him yeah. yeah it's because they're very very well off in 2002 in 2002 in england they're pretty well off. Mm. She's run. She's Central a liar. Central London Hammersmith. Yeah, she is a liar. Like uh, much of this film was based on another her Another montage. Oh. <laughs> this, this one I wouldn't really call a montage. Uh, yeah, I would because it okay, transcends. Now it's a, okay, now it's a montage. Transcends from one game to sports training to nighttime. I'm pretty sure. Mm. I think this might one might be the one that goes for like a minute and a half to two minutes long. The girl wearing the yellow. She's the goalie, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. She's number one. Yeah, goalies are Kira Knightley's got here it is. Bro. Long montage. Also, the song that plays here, I was like, I have a feeling that it plays at the pancake parlor, which I work at the pancake parlor. And like, as soon as it started playing, I'm like, this is a pancake parlor song. I know that Atomic. I know that Atomic by Blondie plays in one of the montages. Maybe it's this one because <laughs> I was like, it's for some reason playing. And Atomic is usually good for club scenes, and they don't play it during the club scene in this film. Well, oh, Kira Knightley, all nice and wet. Good. Uh, her outfits are also very, very terrible in this film, Keira Knightley. Like, look at that. She had, like, the bandana and, like, the singlet with the high-waisted jeans. And Early it was like, what is your look? Early 2000s fashion is both an inspiration uh, dude, and mid, a warning. Mid-2000s, I always wore bandanas. Yeah, I know you probably did. No, I did, I swear. Whenever the canteen time of year rolls around. Tiger. Oh, this... I wish I was these two women. <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> what is the one in purple even doing? Look, this montage is still going. It's still going. And you know what I love is some films like to show things and something like to tell things. The rule is show, don't tell. This film really wants to show and not tell. Because Where's it's... the ball? Where's the ball? Where is it? Oh, it's me. I'm, Get the... Him. I'm the ball. Oh, uh... you know what? To touch it with your hands. Oh, they yeah, but that montage went for like two minutes long. Oh, it's still going, really. No, but it went for so long. It just ended just then. It's still technically going. At least there's a lot of things happening. What was that, sir? Do you reckon Kira Knightley just got that goal just then? Because it was quite good. Uh, was... She, they were trained by a professional coach Ooh. to learn how to play Excellent. soccer correctly. Mm. Hence, my dad's a real big fan because he's like, oh, you could really tell that they know how to play. <laughs> and I'm like, that's great. He's like, I'm like kicking and screaming. I'm like, I get it. You don't like kicking and screaming. <laughs> Now, hang on, we're getting up to a... Really Another plane part. scene? Yeah, there's so many plane scenes. I didn't write that down. Plane scenes, lots. Oh, you mean when this film turns into an R-rated film? <laughs> They're making babies before marriage, which is a bit wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you look at 
me wrong, is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You were laughing already, so I thought, oh, she's already in. Uh, not like her, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> my friend, my friend who's a Sikh also has like that little symbol hanging up in his car, but his isn't yellow. His is like grey, I think. But yellow and purple are complementary colours. Oh, they're all right. <laughs> they are literally complementary uh, colours. I like. I like. You need to write down Space Jam. You need to do Space Jam. People appreciate Space Jam. That's I the problem. I appreciate Space Jam. People appreciate this movie. I don't like Space Jam. What do you mean you don't like Space Jam? Have you watched it? I've watched it, yeah. I've watched Space Jam. Maybe I need to rewatch it. All I remember was Bill Murray is in it, and that's I, a tragedy for I Bill so Murray. I easily forget that Bill Murray is in it. Also, Wade, Wade Knight? Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. Yeah. Wayne Knight's in everything. I was, was going to be like, Knight's in it too, but I couldn't remember his first name, Wayne. Wayne. Yep. Basic... Oh, basic. oh, look at that face. Okay, here's my problem. Uh, here's, here's the best thing about... Well, the best things about Keira Knightley in this film is her acting is just off the charts. I mean, when I see this, I think, yeah, she really deserved to be in Pride and Prejudice. I can see that. Because all she does in this film is literally overreact and give bad advice and then just react to things. That's all her character does. So when you're just like... Oh, I need help. She'll be like, just lie to your parents. That's the best idea. And then later on in the film, she's like, oh, you shouldn't have lied to them. It's like, you gave her that advice. And then every time you talk to her, she reacts like with the most over-the-top expressions ever. She's like, oh, I can't, like, blah, 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 something about my family's Indian and they won't allow it. And Kira Knightley's face is just like a Cheshire cat mixed with, like... You know, mixed with like uh, a dot drawing. Do you reckon? <laughs> like, Woo! Do you reckon that she and Monty from Big Fat Lie had like acting sessions? I think together? they're sisters. Yeah. Uh, here's the best way to describe Kira Knightley in this film with her face. It's like Natalie Portman and Uma Thurman had a kid. Natalie Thurman. Natalie Thurman. I don't know why they take Uma Thurman's last name, but in in this, in my mind, yes, they do. And why do they? Why does like Natalie Junior? <laughs> yeah. And who's the dad? This is uh like <laughs> I think I think um Uma Thurman's the dad. Have <laughs> Uma Thurman's that? the dad. Have you well, seen her in Kill Bill? I uh, yes. Yeah. Also well it makes sense in this universe because the last name is taken. So Uma Thurman is the dad. We've decided. Oh, look, this. Don't be so so PC like Quite. <laughs> Yeah, Big Mac. We, why are we dragging Uber Thurman? <laughs> because this film is so good, we don't need to talk about it too much. She was in Gattaca. She was in. She's been in a lot of things. Who, we, who we was Gattaca and Uma Thurman? Oh, another boob scene. Oh yes, this film is obsessed with breasts and how small breasts are. Like hers are like I, I guess like big. I don't know. Like I don't know the measurement of breasts and how they're like, not they're big, big. But they're... in comparison to like the other girl who's like got thirty one. It's like a three-point difference, and they're like these mosquito bites. Like, all right, calm down. Mm. How big are yours, chick measuring? Chick measuring? (laughs) I can't see. She's... I imagine they're decent-sized, because she's so judgmental about it. So if she didn't have ones that were big, I would say hypocrite. Mm. Also... Juicy juicy mangoes. (laughs) Juicy, juicy mangoes. (laughs) So, so Pinky, the sister, is um, in The Good Wife. She's like the best character in the TV show, The Good Wife. Is she the good wife? She's not the good wife. Is she a bad wife? I don't believe she's a wife at all. So it's not a sequel? <laughs> it's a prequel. <laughs> is she a significant amount younger? 
Town Slow Central <laughs> oh, look, Station. Here's another montage. I think over this montage is the Mel C song. I think oh, it's yeah. the Mel C song. Here, you know what I love about this? Um, I wrote Every montage time. makes friendships because they don't have a friendship that you see like in normal films say like you know classic films like Big Fat Liar uh, they have scenes dedicated to them building up their friendship this film is ballsy this film says you know what no we don't need to have scenes dedicated to that we need just montages because montage shows you the audience how these guys are becoming friends because, you know, there's an argument in film that montage and flash forward slash flashbacks and slow motion destroy cinema. But boy, does this movie prove that wrong. This movie proves that montages benefit cinema because me, just the average viewer, couldn't understand that these girls could become friends if they just had normal scenes. But a montage really fed it to me that these girls are friends. In bite-sized pieces. In bite-sized pieces. You see, I love it when movies like this, these unappreciated masterpieces, they all interconnect in the way that, hey, we don't want to challenge you, the audience, and that's good because I don't want to be challenged. I want to be told exactly what's happening in any kind of manipulative way, either via exposition or montage. So good one, Ben. Good one, Bend it like Beckham. <laughs> Did you know that there's a dedicated fan base for shipping Jess and Jules? Is, of course there is. Is it called Bending? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The, the film was originally a lesbian love story, and they didn't change the title when they changed so, the movie wait, away from it. When it was originally a lesbian love story, was it still called Bend It Like Beckham? Or that's ben? literally what I just said. Yeah, it was still yeah. called Bend It Like Beckham. So I it's a double meaning. I reckon it should have just been called Bent Like Beckham. I mean, come on. Bent Like Beckham. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, like, that cast aspersions across David Beckham. So, <laughs> yeah, we don't, aspersions, we so don't want to cast any against you, Beckham. You're, you're a solid guy with a not checkered background at all. <laughs> yeah. So we can rename this movie, I don't know, Convert Them Like Dave. Convert <laughs> <laughs> Like Dave. Dave is a, a serial converter. He's a horrible person. Um, we haven't talked much about the coach. What do we? You mentioned him once. I much just said much. There's, there's, it's, the coach. The coach is weird to me because, like, I, I imagine. I think Jonathan Rhys Myers is a real is is a star in England at this point. I think he's a rising star in two thousand. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know. I haven't tracked I'm, his career. Yeah, I'm pretty Shame sure I did Velvet Goldmine after this. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Someone did Velvet Goldmine. <laughs> yeah, lots of it. I like how just there he like made it seem like, is everything all right? Like, you know, really yeah. like he's being nice so, and then he's like, no, well then you go run. So what were you saying? So the coach, like there's bits, because because he's a coach and coaches yell, there's bits where he's like yelling and he's like, you know, um, don't play like that again, Bamra or some shit like that. But then the rest of the time he is so softly spoken. Yeah. I don't believe him as a coach, and that's a part of the magic of this film, because sometimes films have to remind you that they're films. <laughs> what? <laughs> With their many montages. Well, no, sometimes, like, for instance, we watched Just Visiting last week, and last episode, and it was so realistic to life, because that film was a documentary set in the 1100s, and it was so... It was so t- true to life that it actually, like, Bartik and I afterwards, with the, like... Take a moment to breathe because it was so realistic. But this film, this film, you know, takes the opposite direction. Like, it's like, you know, we know it can be a bit too realistic at times. So we need to remind you it's a film with a montage or, or, or Jonathan Rhys Myers, mm. you know, because, you know, sometimes when you're watching a film, you don't want to be, you know, enthralled into its vivid world. You want to remember that it's a film at heart. Yeah. 
And there are deleted scenes in this movie where um, Joe looks in the mirror and he sees his father, and Ooh. he's like, "Oh, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to be like this man. But when I'm coaching, I sometimes become this man." And I don't want to be like him, so I'm going to be like him, but I don't want to be like him. But does he, like, punch the mirror? Well, you know, this that deleted scene is what started the whole trope of punching the mirror. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this film is very influential on others. Like this. Look at his face. This yeah, started Kira Knightley's career. Look at his chin in that photo. Look well, at, now they're covering it, so you uh, can't see it. I, I saw his chin. Isn't it, like, the red bow on the shoe? That's his chin, right? Midriffs went in in the well, two. Look at this fucking outfit she's wearing. Like Kira Knightley, obviously. Uh, look at it. Just what's the shirt? Uh, like liquid ice cream, and it's like above her. <laughs> it's like above her tit. I'm like, all right. And she's like wearing the bandana. And Hold on, right. Real talk. Would you lick it? What lick the ice cream or her breast? Would you lick anything? Uh, anything? Uh, look, definitely. Well, there you go. That's what this film's trying to tell you. Lick, lick Kira Knightley. All right. I like this. The low quality of this. Well, it's a video. They don't have good recording. I know. I said I liked it. Get over it, but I said I liked it. (laughs) You like lots of things. Also, these these little things. Like the movie the mother was watching earlier. (laughs) This seems like a caricature of like American sport, American commentating, but I bet it is so accurate. I think it's like how I think it is probably realistic. Like I think it's actually probably real footage Mm -hmm. and real commentators. Yeah, oh, here's the thing that always, like, well, a part of the brilliance of the film, of course, what takes me out of the movie, because that's good, I want to be taken out um, of it, is they want to go to America? For, yeah, because they're just like, <laughs> oh, we don't have anything like that here, and I'm like, um, You're England, you're very, very well, but I guess women's soccer is pretty shit in England. I guess that's what mm. it's trying to tell us. I do love how you could clearly tell, like, the mum's breasts, she's, like, wearing the bras that she yeah, suggests. The that the bra. Daughter should wear, so it's like, oh, would you like, like mother, like daughter? Mm. Uh, I like how the no. um the, the subtitles are making a point of telling us that the mum is pronouncing her name wrong, Jasminda wrong. Yeah. To be honest, when I was watching it, I thought she was pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> yeah, because they're just like Jasmine, because they're making fun of her language, like Jasminda, and like it's Jasminda, and. It's, but it's so much... subtle in the way they say it. Yeah, it's, it's mostly in the vowels, and it's hard mm. because she's got a, a pretty thick. English accent, so I kind of give her a pass on the mispronunciation because mm. she's got like you know the very socialite kind of yet Chav esque accent, mm. the mum. So I kind of give her a pass, but they don't. What mm. terrible people they are! Mm. Like this poor mum's trying. She's trying yeah, her but best. She, she's being quite like casually a little bit like uh, I'd say racist, like but not. Oh, Not she's with just, any... She's just like, oh, you're going to be fixed up with a man, aren't you? Like I, arranged marriage. I think we can summarise it as she's an embarrassing parent. Yeah, yeah. she's 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 a cool mum. Yeah. yeah uh oh, lesbianism been alert. Jasmine Duh. Jasmine Duh. Lesbian alert. Beep beep oh, beep. I, oh, this is when the film takes a wicked turn. You know, in the original, which it'll take like two more times. In the, in the original <laughs> version of this film, Jasmine's name was Romeo, and she's Juliet. <laughs> 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 Somewhere. Oh shit, sorry, I'm thinking of Shakespeare. <laughs> no, this was written by Shakespeare, I'm pretty sure. I yeah, know, I know. Shakespeare was Indian. I mean, Kira Knightley does like do period piece dramas, and uh, I'm pretty oh, sure yeah, that this does. is a period piece drama. I think she was. As actually... in later on, 
Oh, we already missed it. There is a point in the film, I think, where like the 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 captain of the team mentions she has her period. Yeah, she's already done the paint. Yeah, she's already like the painters are in. The I'll painters like... and decorators. Oh, very much. so it's even Which worse. Is the best euphemism because that's exactly what happens. Yep. Yep. I think right. I think Kieran Knightley actually was in a Bollywood movie about cricket. Cricket? Yeah. Oh, what was it called? Was it Pirates of the Caribbean 3? No, it was... <laughs> <And> cricket. <laughs> yeah. I missed that montage. Uh, look, who knows what Pirates of the Caribbean 3 was really about. <laughs> That's the only one I don't really remember. So, I love this scene. It has some of the great lines in it. Like, you know, like the sister's like really pissed. But it has like the one of the best lines from the mum in the entire film. When it comes to like... When they find out it was mistaken, and she, like, it's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, all these English girls, their hair is so short. You can yeah. barely tell she, them apart. She just called Jasminda a stupid flippin' cow, but cows are sacred in... Yeah. Wait, Hindu culture. Yeah, but they're Sikh. Yeah, I was... I, I realised halfway through talking, I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because they said Sikh earlier on, and his style... Uh, his style turban, I do believe, is that of a yeah. Sikh... Man, when they're like in a high position, half halfway through saying that, I was like, "Oh shit, I got it wrong." <laughs> I'm probably, I'm, I'm pretty sure they are Sikh, and like the 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 guy on the wall that they pray to, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because earlier there was a pinky ass. Like, he's not Muslim, is he? When she thought that Jess had a boyfriend, yeah, he's, he, that guy over there saying, hey, yeah, hey. and and my friend who in real life is Sikh, he has like the same symbol in that, like they Maybe did the in their car. Yeah. So yeah, they're Sikh. Uh, here it is. Oh, <laughs> sometimes these English girls have such short hair. Oh my god, but you just can't tell. She's you just so, can't tell. She's just so emotional about it. Like, that's an Oscar winning performance. Yeah. <laughs> also, that is 100% true. Like, I cut my hair short relatively recently. Your hair is short, yeah. Thank you. Shorter than mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and mine. when I was at work, like, this, this little girl, like, really, really loudly, and, like, I wasn't serving them, so it was okay. It just goes to her mum. It points directly at me and goes, Mum, is that a man or a woman? And then Mum just goes, oh, it tries to play it off as if she's pointing to one of the pictures on the wall and is just like, oh, I think that, that's... And then goes, that's a woman, sweetheart. And then goes, no, no, and points to me again. <laughs> and then she's just like, come along, let's go, and just shoves her out the door. It's really funny. Look, it's very hard to tell with you with the beard and all, but... You know. Oh, I'm such a long beard. But yeah. I'm glad the woman could tell that you kids, were a woman with the beard. Kids point at me and like, Mom, is that Zach Califanakis? And you <laughs> like, say, no, no I'm that's Jack, Jack Black. Black. <laughs> 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 well, love this. OH&S risk. The dad several times is like fixing up the house on the ladder with nobody helping to support him. And the I thought there was... was yeah. No, and then just now, he no He's one was there. And later on, no one's there. And then later on, she's there again. I was expecting, like, oh, is there going to be an accident where he falls off the ladder and it's mm. just, like, it's her fault because she was at training? Yeah. <laughs> she said, you were at training, you couldn't stop your dad from falling. <laughs> no, like, it's not beyond this film's capability yeah. to have in, in the original version of the film, there was actually a scene where the dad's ghost haunts Jess. Oh, God, he dies? There was no yeah. scene where he died. He just shows <laughs> up as a ghost. No, he died. He shows up as a ghost and he's like, you shall avenge my death. That was... Your uncle who poisoned me. <laughs> You're so desperately trying to make this into Shakespeare. What do you mean desperately? It's right there. <laughs> to be fair, there was some family drama in the movie I've seen uh, with him recently. Here's the money shot. Hey. Look at that. Like, that's the only time in the film where it's, like, really hey. well lit. Like, mm. that shot was, like, you know, like, you know when you're, much, you're like, we're watching a movie right now. But sometimes there's shots in movies where you're like, oh, that's definitely, like, a movie 
shot like that's like mm. really crisp looking and like really well framed that was like the shot and then the rest of the film's kind of just like yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. alright Th- this scene here is significant because finally Jess has someone on her side that oh, doesn't yeah. conform to the whole you know pride it's of the so family thing that actually spoken. looks yeah. at sorry what'd you say? sorry he's so softly spoken like I can't hear him, even though we got sound off. <laughs> on, but yeah, like this is this is the time where where yeah. Jess has someone in her corner. Yeah, and it, it's a really nice scene for that reason. And I, and I, yeah, it's really nice, and also he's quite respectful, and like he makes an effort to be respectful. He he also makes the point later on that he's faced a type of discrimination of his own because you know he's Irish and not mm. English, and mm. also his own family history. That's the wonderful thing about this film. It's all really about family at the end of the day. Yeah. What it misleads the audience, which is great, uh, about it being about friendship at the core. But this fam- this is really about family, the family structure and how you interact within a family and what can be and can't be and you know stuff like that and discrimination and stuff. But at first, when you look at the cover, you think, oh, it's about like two girls and they play soccer and they're gonna be best friends and oh, they'll have a falling out and that all does happen. But it's not really the center of the film. I would say like. Jasminda is the main character, and then Kira Knightley is, like, a supporting character. Like, not even, like, one of them... I don't find her a main character for, like, until halfway through the movie, until they go to Germany. Mm. Also, when, when he's just like, oh, we're playing in Germany, she's like, oh, yeah, cool. I'm like, that's another country, but I forget that Europe... Like, Yeah, Europe is like, oh, it's just a stone's throw away. Yeah, it's Look, like, as yeah. Polish people, we know how it's really close. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, you know, shorter than Melbourne to Adelaide. Yeah. Oh. Didn't take him too long to find us. Uh, yeah. So the father. <laughs> so while we were talking, the father gave us his backstory and his motivation. Oh, in the movie. It's such a tragic backstory. Like the dad, I've got to say, is the best actor in the entire. Oh, without a he's doubt, a, he's pretty solid. He sells every line that he has. Uh, the tragedy in his eyes and beard. Mm. The tragedy uh, in his beard. The tragedy in his beard. You know that. And feeling. the towel <laughs> on his head. And the, oh, whoa, welcome. Okay, let's not. <laughs> welcome to Bartek's Ignorance. No, seriously, he was also... Featuring racism. He was also mm. my favourite... Ca- oh, Pol- Polish Colors. He was... Uh, Polish Colors again. He was also my favourite <laughs> actor in that Bollywood movie I saw. Ah. Well, that makes it okay, then. Yeah. That makes it okay. So if I just start making comments, and I'm like, oh, it's okay, it's okay, I it's, liked him in this. It's like, it's fine. Hamburg! There are about, Hamburg. like, two things that have just said oh. Hamburg on the side. Oh, yeah, another, another montage. In case you're wondering. Ah, uh, to what song is this? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> yeah, I think it was oh, it's, um... Atomic. <laughs> <laughs> it was like an 80s song, wasn't it? Yeah, probably Atomic. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is Atomic by Blondie is in this movie, and I'm pretty sure it's, like, in a scene that isn't... I think it is this scene, actually, because I'm remembering, like, her falling down and then her, like, Blondie saying, Atomic, and I'm like, this doesn't match at all. Human centipede moment there. You missed it, guys. Yeah. I didn't miss it, but like, like they're playing, they're playing, they're playing. They do that, they're playing again. I'm like, why was that in there? Because it's like, surely that's. Are they? Like, yeah. Were they training in the middle? No, of it the might match? be halftime. Yeah. Oh. It's the halftime show. The, the, play, no, like, the players do the during, halftime show. During, no, during halftime you still do warm ups and you talk to your coach. Yeah. In that last shot there, the orange Atomic the referee guy. Uh-huh. Ah. That was right. The referee in like two shots ago, he looked like Chris Lilly. Maybe it is. Ooh. Uh, Kira Knightley in this film is fantastic. I, I can't k- stop getting away because this is a film that kind of launched her into the general public eye in England and then she did Pride and Prejudice and then Pirates of the Caribbean and she just says and obviously Thunderpants and she just what? Has, she in Thunderpants? She's in Thunderpants. Oh, yeah. sorry, I take it back. We mentioned it earlier. Yeah, you did and I was just like, oh, that's something that I'll probably... 
Yeah, you have to listen to it. In in our episode of it, we called her Natalie Portman. <laughs> it was Natalie Portman. Yeah, I know. Natalie Natalie Knightley. Yeah. Okay, that's why I'm confused. So here is another great sequence in which it's like, oh no. Are they going to find out that she's a liar all along? Mm. I hate, I mean, when I say hate, I mean love. Uh, the liar revealed in films. You, you, whoa! Whoa! The front page story is body found in metal shredder. Oh god! It might be. It might be. You know. In the original version of the film, it wasn't murder. his plot point. Um, you just mentioned there, like they found out. You know, she, they finding out she's in Germany. Honestly, at that at this point in that early version of the film, the mother goes full Rambo. Yeah, and she puts people in metal <laughs> and, shredders. And the front page story was a callback to an earlier scene where she went full Rambo, but obviously. They cut it out, but they left that shot in. Yep. I think, like, you know, she's revealed to be a liar. She, like, the amount of times she's revealed to be a liar. Yeah. It's, lo- it's even more than Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> I really love the liar revealed because the cool thing about liar revealed is it's a setup. And then it's a poor payoff all the time. It never really pays off to anything. And it's good because Lie Revealed, especially in this film, slows the film down. She's got some serious nips poking out in that dress, might I add. Mm-hmm. But Lie Revealed always slows a film down. And that's what this film needed, to be slowed down a bit. Because the montages were making it a bit too quick. And this club scene's a bit too party-esque. And, like, we needed slowing down for moments. I like how they're all, all the girls are in, like, sparkly tops and, like, club attire. Don't you wear that? Uh, I'm wearing it right now. Yeah. And, and Jonathan Reese Myers is in a slightly oversized black shirt that screams uh, minimal effort. To be fair, he wore a suit in the previous Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a minimalist. He's a minimalist. Like me. Like how he talks to people. He would just kind of talk and just stop and give minimal effort to try and regain the conversation. Like, look, he barely wants to dance. It's also because his buttons are undone, like, nearly, like, halfway down. Well, he's trying to seduce us. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, is Kira Knightley wearing one of those pump-up bras right now? No, uh, she's no. obviously not wearing a bra. Yeah, I know, but it's just, like, her, her breasts seem a lot larger in this Ryan, outfit. Ryan, she's than... barely wearing a shirt. You can see her whole back. I know, but it's, like, her breasts are somewhat larger in, really in, large in this dress than in all of her other outfits so I far. I turn to you... Was the... Subtitles giving us the lyrics to the song. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. It did it for a time <laughs> because there's no other noise in the scene. Well, no, there's plenty of noise in this. Scene. Oh, so you just want subtitles be like gobble, 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 <laughs> gobble, gobble, gobble. Which is in the script, I'm pretty sure. Um, Kira Knightley says gobble, 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 tears, tears, tears. Look at her dance. She's getting pretty in- into it. Was Kira Knightley ever on Sesame Street? I'm pretty sure. She's uh. I think that Lee Portman was. No, Keira Knightley, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure... Have you ever seen Oscar the Grouch? <laughs> oh, dude, yes. I love Oscar she the She was the bin. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, dude, no wonder Oscar the Grouch loves trash. Mm. Yeah, everybody's been in that bin. Uh, yeah, so... Whoa. This is the scene where Jonathan Reese myers throws her over the side. <laughs> <laughs> while there's fire, Look, while there's fire I was in the a, background. Mm. Fire rate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, if, I'm pretty uh, sure the, the people, the extras in this scene, disappear halfway through. Uh, oh, they, they, those two are leaving. Okay, well they get all, say bye, guys. Bagity bag. 
Baggity bang. Uh, look, look, if I was there and I saw this guy with this girl and she's like crying and she's stumbling all over the place and he's like, let me hold you, I'd be like, whoa, dude, calm down. Also, we know she's 18 and I don't know if we know his age at this point. I'm pretty sure like he's supposed to be like in his late 20s. Goodness gracious. Like he looks, looks younger than me. I'm yeah. 22. He doesn't know. He doesn't look that young though. He does. He doesn't look that young. He doesn't. Se- his voice doesn't sound young. No, his voice sounds like. But his face, like, look at him pulling it now. Like when he actually pulls it, without, like, here's a great thing about Jonathan Rhys Meyers. He has a great acting style that's all in the face, which is he does the I'm pretty face, <laughs> which is you know like. My cheeks thing? are slightly like my cheeks are slightly tucked in. Like I'm obviously like biting my cheeks a little. Mm. And, like my lips are pouted, so I look like a Ken doll. But when he actually reveals his real face, which he just did in this scene, you could tell his age. Like he's he does, he's not as young as his pretty boy face lets you mm. lets you think. He had, does have very Ken doll lips. You want a piece of those Ken doll lips? Not particularly. Why not? It's it's Jonathan Rhys Meyers. Just again, if it was Paul Bettany. From Wimbledon. Poor Bentley is, is something else. The father's more handsome. I like, best part is, they had an entire bus ride from Germany and they didn't talk. I know. And then once you get off the bus, she's like, oh my god, Kira. It was like, oh, too late. Yeah. Your parents are already looking at you. I like how in one of the shots, like a woman had like a button fly, but it was a very short button fly. 2000s, different time. Button flies oh. are awful. Well, they are. I wish I could have some food like that cooked by, you know, people other than me. By Archie Punjabi. Yeah. Are you calling out your girlfriend, Ryan? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. That, that's... Why are they sitting in Get her... Get out of your daughter's room. Why are they sitting in her room? She was collecting the plates. You can clearly see them. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got... You know, Grace is all over this. Oh, I'm... Weird. They're wearing purple. We talked about that before. Foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. Uh, who's that on the wall? I, I think I actually know that actor. I think that's Hrithik Roshan, is it? Oh, I thought it was Mel Gibson. No, oh, well, this is before he was a star, <laughs> so I don't know. I'm not, I'm I not... thought it was Mad Max. <laughs> I thought, oh, it, it... I'll ask my mum, she'll definitely know. Bartek's mum knows everyone. Dude, She's been around. When it's about Indian movies, <laughs> it's my mum knows this stuff, trust me. Wait a second, you just said a bad thing, didn't you? <laughs> It took me a second to realise. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Your mum's pretty quick on the game. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> you are not the boy and I hit you with the pen. <laughs> That's not your mum at all. She's that a was lot me. Kinder. That was my true colours. <laughs> what? Screeching and hideous. I like agree. a woman in Monty Python. <laughs> yes. Like Jack Black being a woman in You're I a agree. very naughty boy. I don't even like Monty Python. Jeez. Oh. Controversial. Silence befalls the podcast after that comment. Yeah. Now back to the real. Oh, she's scrunching up the picture. <laughs> I love how angst, it angst, 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 angst. But her angst isn't strong enough because the picture. <laughs> I love that it is from this point on. I just kept writing angst, like angst, 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 More angst. angst, angst, breasts, angst, angst. The look. We dry breasts. We dry breasts. Breasts. Yeah. And slut jokes. There's a lot of slut jokes. Oh, where? Where is it? Where is it? Like slut jokes. Right yeah. Above, right above breasts. Yeah, Where it should be, I think. Well, this is going on that shop for a while. Uh, yeah, so here's the thing. Uh, with some of the lines that Jonathan Reese Myers says, it indicates that he works at the pub there. Like, he yeah. works there. I didn't know that. Like, it's, it's, it's a sports it's a sports pub. Like Yeah, so he's a coach and he pours beers for himself. And this is the drinking field? The drinking field. Like, drinking. This movie is very, very, very subtle. 
like, subtle. Look at the colours here. He's wearing white because, you know, he's innocent and pure. And <laughs> she's wearing pain? red because she's sinful, because she's full of lies. And, and they're standing and in front of there's green. There's a light separating them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a light separating them. Divine. Heaven and hell, you might say. <laughs> and there are people kicking balls in the back. Demon and angel. Mm. Paul Bettany and not Paul Bettany. Paul I mean, Bettany's played an angel, hasn't he? Has he? I think I, so. I, I think he has. I've watched The Avengers <laughs> 2, and I'm pretty sure he's an, uh, an angel in that. Are you talking about The Vision? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's an angel. Massive wingspan. Massive wing. Uh, that sounds sexual for some reason. Don't know why. Uh, Whose so fault is that? Yours. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. I'll own it. Uh, yep. Own it. So this film has a lot of things thrown at us. And that's, I think, out of all the films we've done so far, this, out of all the unappreciated masterpieces, deals with like some of the biggest, juiciest topics that you could with a film. It deals with family Friendship, betrayal, love, racism, sexism, uh, homophobia, uh, you know, cultural understandings and barriers. That's like nine things right there. And, you know, know, like comedy. Comedy, is it? I was about to say, this is like the first film that isn't very highly classified as a comedy. Oh, I think it's funny. (laughs) Oh, there there are definitely funny bits, but I wouldn't say comedy is the fourth. This scene's got me in stitches. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know, and you got the arm wrap. A abort joke, abort joke. Hmm. Abortions, don't bring that up here too. Oh my goodness! In uh, the also, original version of the film, there were abortions. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read that in Shakespeare. I have a bit of a problem, and I and I. It's so, okay. You can admit it to us. We won't tell anyone. <laughs> Excellent. I, it's a safe space. So Jonathan Rhys Myers, like his character's called Joe, yes? yes. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, so Joe in in the movie, like they talk a bit about his dad. Like, is his dad just an asshole, or was his dad abusive? Uh, no, I think his dad was emotionally abusive because his dad kept making him live out his dream instead of Jonathan Rhys Myers' dream. So he forced him to play soccer over and over again and like to the point where it's like emotionally abusive like if he didn't play soccer he would be disappointed in him Mm. so it got to the point in which he felt like if he wasn't man enough to play soccer it wouldn't like it would ruin his life and ruin his relationship with his dad to the point in which he played with an injury that crippled him for life Mm. so but but it is true you bring up great question because he does call him a bastard and he does indicate like nah he's worse than any of the dad ever but he never really gets to the point of like is he physically abusive at the moment I just felt like it was just he's very emotionally abusive yeah. and then and, and, at, and at the end Jasmine goes oh you should call your dad and I'm like ah shooty and then he did and he didn't even <laughs> indicate if his dad was fine with it or not mm, like he did no he's just like I called my dad his dad was fine with it like no it was he we have to watch it like I don't remember that being as impactful and that's probably good because there's a lot of things impacting in this film like I said there's lots of things going on and with a film that's of a lesser quality than this you know things like you know things with lesser quality than this say like well what's a good example you know like 12 Years a Slave a lesser film like that wouldn't be able to <laughs> handle all of these kind of themes my eyes widened <laughs> Because you agree, uh, wouldn't handle wouldn't handle as many of these themes in such a way that this film does. In such a fast-paced way. No, no, it has its moments of slowness. Did you not see the club scene before? (laughs) 
So here we have the mother hearing about a plot point that was a legacy from the original version here of the film. Here we have Michael Palin eavesdropping in. <laughs> That's what I just... <laughs> oh, Michael Palin. Oh, God. And she looks so shocked, and she's just standing there like, goodbye, Mrs. Paxton. Her hunched-over stand kind of reminds me of, like, a PS2 character. The dad is the only redeeming male character in the film. Oh, yeah, I think what he's about great. both dads? Well, he, the other dad is only redeemable in small portions, but as a character as a whole... He's completely, like, an angel of a guy. Like, he is good through and through. Like, he's Mm. accepting, he's understanding, he's willing to accept his wife's opinion and the daughter's opinion and his Mm. own. He's willing to try and bring everyone in the family together to be on even ground and understand each other. While the dad on um, the other girl's side takes a long while to get to that point because obviously he you know he's he's a stricter guy and he's lived a rougher life i guess and you know and you know and it's a part of the culture too and things are a lot more strict than say this family is this family is the id ego and super ego in psychology yep i agree the mother is the id the father is the super ego and kira knightley is the uh the other one didn't say ego yeah, yeah kira knightley in this because film. she the mother is impulsive the id the father is kind of like the mediator, the super ego, and Kira Knightley is the ego, which is the other one. <laughs> Look, they, they, no one cares I love this. Thing. George Michael's still a superstar, and you still listen to Wham. Like, lines like that yeah. make other films pale in comparison. I mean, I mean, you know, Casablanca, Casa Water, more like. <laughs> I mean, we'll always have Paris. Nah, nothing in comparison to you still listen to Wham. In comparison. Oh. Hey, everyone, remember Tony? He's in this movie. Oh, yeah. He's drawing a blanket. Oh, <laughs> and that's enough. This is, the, <laughs> this is the scene where Tony admits that he's a really big fan of soccer. Uh, yeah, this is, yep. He's really big into the soccer players. Okay, this is something like, look, I think this is cool that they did this, but it kind of just feels like a... It feels like it's shoehorned in a bit. It's just dropped in there, like, oh, he's gay. And he never reveals it to anyone and else. And that's why... And here's the thing that annoys... Like, when I say annoy, like, look, we know... All of us here know that these are unappreciated films and there's some moments in them that don't work. This moment does work, but there's elements that don't work. So when I say annoy, understand that I am talking in the general sense of just mild irritation. Not that this ruins the film in any sort of way. But it does annoy me that the implication of him being gay means that that's why he's such a nice guy to her. Oh, yeah. Because he's the only guy their age that treats her like a human being, Mm. and it's because he's gay. That's, like, the implication that I got from this film, and that's the implication I get from lots of films when it's revealed like that, or they have the gay best friend and whatever, and lots of bawdy films like this, especially British ones. It's, like, the only guy who treats her nicely is either the one that's madly in love with her and can't get her, or the gay guy, or the love interest, and even then, less so. Mm. And I think that's like something that kind of annoys me about most films when it comes to this issue. Like, you know, this film tackles it as lightheartedly as possible, which is most likely a good approach to doing it. But at the same time, like like Grace said, it does feel kind of just shoehorned in there. That's good because, you know, sometimes this film needs just random things chucked in there to see if it works or not. And I feel like yeah. it kind of works. I, guess- I suppose this being in the early 2000s, like probably is a reason it's sort of mentioned and not really dwelled on mm. because well it wasn't that long ago like we've like it's fair to say that we've come a way yeah 13 mm. years mm. 
Mm, 13. Which is one more year than Trilogy is a slave. Uh, um, so I guess the thi- I guess the thing with Tony. So who wins? I guess the thing <laughs> the with slaves. I guess I guess the thing with Tony is that you have to uh, read into the subtext to really get his character a one hundred percent. Yeah. Because um, you know maybe he's not comfortable around men, and the only woman friend he has is Jess. I mean, mm. what he's going to hang out with Pinky. Mm. He doesn't really yeah. seem like he'd be comfortable around her. So well, it's he like, does. He does. He's, he's saying bye. Like, he he's saying does. Bye. He, maybe he's not playing cut just homosexual. Like he does say that he does like love her, but not want to be married to her. Maybe like he's he's romantically attracted to her, but not sexually. I mean, it's not just a look. Sexuality isn't just your average uh, kettle of fish. To be fair, for some for one reason or another, <laughs> this film taught me that. <laughs> yeah. For for one reason or another, I didn't get that he was gay until he straight up said. I really like David Beckham. I didn't I either. Meant to. I, I didn't either, and I feel like yeah, it's not. It, I I think that is something that's a plus. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and then almost mm. immediately after that scene, you got this scene here of him like straight up telling them, "Well, he's about to say it. Why would I have to say it?" Yeah. Well, I don't know. You could yeah. because silence. Here he is. A lot of bandanas and Why can't I just let them play as footballers? Oh, and they're like, "Whoa, misogyny! Whoa, whoa!" It's pronounced misogyny. <laughs> I love this. This is great, great. This sequence, which you could argue is a montage, but let's not, because they actually have dialogue in it. Yeah, it's um, important. This is the only scene that I called a montage in my notes. Really? Well, I, I, really I did like too, it. actually. I liked it too. But I love the slow-mo and the real close-up shots of, like, Kira Knightley's face looking like she's just about to devour a baby bird. <laughs> I mean, I she looks... I don't think you're allowed to wear glasses on the soccer pitch, are you? Uh, you have to wear goggles kind of thing. Like, so you can and wear glasses. I don't think at this professional league amount, but like if you're just playing soccer, you know, on the weekend or whatever, you you can. But usually the ones that kind of wrap around your head, okay. and it's not advised because you know it will hurt. There she is. Yeah. Oh, oh, look at her face. Spectacles McGee. Spectacles McGee. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from someone with spectacles on. Yes, I'm uh, allowed to say it. Yes. You're not allowed to be racist towards spectacled people. <laughs> Only I am because I am one. Exactly. Oh boy. I, I like how Jess's father is starting to see that he wasn't quite right about the whole mm. things yeah. not changing. He's learning because mm. really his whole. I love the wiping the blood off the knee bit. Sorry, continue. Yeah, I love blood too. Yeah, it's yummy. Yeah, because decorators much, are in. Yeah, his yeah. opinion is kind of. In the past, because he's blatantly yeah. saying things that aren't quite yeah. true. Like, he's, things are the same, but things are changing. Yeah, he suffered a trauma. Mm. Yeah. And unfortunately, this scene will go on, and it will prove that his trauma was correct, because his trauma was primarily... It was all about racism. Like, he mm. wasn't allowed to play, not because he wasn't good, mm. it was because he was Indian. Yeah. And this scene just proves it. Just right now, this chick is racist to her and has a go at her. And she gets in trouble because she reacted extremely. Mm. But the other chick doesn't get any trouble at all, even though she did the wrong. Like, her, her jersey is torn. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's 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 a, it's a really horrible that she gets punished for reacting because that's just bullshit right there. Yeah. But I, I had, a, after this, I had a very serious conversation with my mum. I'm like, I don't understand what that word means. Mum was like, well, oh. in England, um, there's, like, it's it's a, it's a very serious slur. And, yeah. you know, you're not, and if you're calling someone that, you're meaning to, you're being, mm. you're being horrible and you're being racist. Yeah, and also, yeah, specifically the phrase also would refer to, like, people from Pakistan and if you're Indian and you get confused with someone from Pakistan that's also another layer of insult because they don't really like to be 
confused with one another. Also, because in Pakistan, you know, um, you know, uh, being um, you know, Muslim is the like main um, religion there, and Hinduism and Sikh is in India. But that just is my general knowledge. Also, maybe. We jump into conclusions about the girl that called her a Paki. Maybe she thought that Jess was a Pachycephalosaur, the dinosaur. <laughs> Maybe she was asking her, like, pack it in, like, but she didn't get the words out right. You know what? This film is making me think, I feel sorry for the racists. Thanks, Bartek. Yeah, I mean... As someone who who, who is Polish and had to suffer the hands... The <laughs> had to suffer the hands of racists. You gotta feel sorry for the racists. Also, I, I know I know that in England there is prejudice against Irish people, and I and I know that intellectually, but it does bother me a little bit when, when she's like, oh, she called me this thing, and he's like, oh, I know I'm Irish. It irks me a little bit, but I because I don't know the background yeah. between and the prejudice experience. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't irk me, because it's like, if he was French, he could say the same thing. England has a real hatred towards the French-English... Mm. Well, the Irish, French hate them that, as well. Yeah, the English hate themselves. <laughs> the French, uh, the Irish, and Indians, because obviously, you know, uh, they ruled India. Yeah, they can't could. share their toys. And yeah, and Ireland is that like that one place next to England that just says "screw you," mm. we don't want to be a part of you, and we're Catholics, not Protestants. Also, the dad, the dad in this scene where the um the parents of Pinkies um. Fiance, yeah. come to eat dirt, which is my favourite expression in the movie. Um, he, the dad does <laughs> so well because the dad is seething, like the dad is so angry at Jess, and he manages to like make it work and like help Piggy out with like mending fences with the with the parents. Yeah. And I was so impressed with that. What a great dad! Oh uh, yeah, no, he is, he's a solid like out of all the characters in the whole entire film. I believe him to be realistic. I believe he's a guy that is real. Mm. Not saying that the others aren't real. They are. Caricatures are real. And uh, look, they're they're all really great three-dimensional characters, but I feel like he is, like, beyond third dimension. He's just, like, real to the bone. Like, he's just like, yep, I'm not even acting. Dude, in any day, I would back him over the villain in Just Visiting. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, they're pretty solid. I mean, uh, look, he, look, the when, villain in Just Visiting was like faux tolerant. He's actually tolerant. Yeah, look, I'm not saying that this guy's one of the best actors in the universe, but guys, Just prepare, you, prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Later on, when the credits roll, if you watched it to the end, <laughs> he removes his beard and his Paul Giamatti the entire time. Damn it, I only watched five tenths of the credits. Did you know that? Yep, it's Paul Giamatti. He is such a chameleon of an actor. Do you know, Paul Giamatti is one of those actors who is genuinely very, like, quite good. Who's genuinely quite good. He's an amazing actor. But he's got a weird filmography. You mean excellent filmography. He was in Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water, Lady of the Water. Lady in the Water. He was the saving grace of that film. Oh, saving grace. There we go. He was in that too, was he? Also, what is with her doing the second button on her shirt? Like, <laughs> I like that's what you comment on. I like the emotional scene. Somebody, okay. Somebody wrote this film. Okay, that's okay. I can understand that being written. But somebody wrote a scene in which they go, Jasminda cleans her boots 
while tears roll down her cheek. I think that's Somebody a good wrote scene. that. Yeah, it's that good, but it's also it's oh, it's good, but at the same time, it's kind of kind of unappreciated Look, masterpiece. It's her being sad while she's doing the thing she loves, mm. or like a thing related to the thing she loves. She doesn't love playing shoots, not playing he, soccer. It's like she's almost saying goodbye to yeah. it. Maybe here's what I love about the coach. It's like you got two different characters. Mm-hmm. You wrote two different characters and just said, "Nah, it's just one character. We'll just mix the dialogue together." Because he is either ultra coach and not understanding, mm-hmm. or not a coach and very understanding. Whoa, the like lighting. Yeah, mm. she just said to him all this horrible stuff. Like, truly horrible stuff. Like, I would have been torn up about it. And he's just like, I understand. But then later, like, earlier on in the film, like, someone's saying something, like, equally, and he's just like, no, go on five laps. You know, it's like, oh, jeez. Nips? Uh, Six, the number six. Six nips. She's a cat. (laughs) Who knew? What a pussy. Uh, What is it with her wearing, like, numbers on the shirts? Like, I get, like, their jerseys. But, like, hers aren't, like, just... They're just shirts? Like, they're not jerseys. That's they're just, like, shirts. They're just, like, fact, casual shirts. That's actually a bit of a thing in, like, female early 2000s fashion. Like, I... Around this time, yeah. I was also wearing a lot of shirts with, like... I do remember that. I no do reason. remember that. Is it, like... Like, I thought, like, at least with, like, 86, it's, like, the year you're born kind of thing. Not it's you were born. Not you're not born, born that well. Like, Kira Knightley was. She was 85, actually. <laughs> Uh, because um, Jasminda is 10 years older than her in real life Mm. and she's supposed to be playing an 18 year old girl Mm. she's 28 years old 28? 26 26? she's she's 26 in the in the real life oh real life? yeah in 2002 Keira Knightley was 16 she was 26 16 which makes me feel bad you should feel bad you should feel so bad because it's hard not to sexualise in this film because they sexualise her so easily. In in your defense, yeah. you were nine. No, but I mean now. Like, yeah. when I watched this yesterday, I was like, oh, you know, like, look, to be honest, Keira Knightley isn't someone I ever found that attractive, but in this film, it's kind of hard not to because they're just, like, shoving so much of her down did, your throat. Also, we did you see a show where her nipples were, like, very quite yeah. prominent through her shirt. Like, her nipples not, were as large back. as her breasts in how, well, how she, far out they were. So does no. It, <laughs> yeah, she has very small breasts. Was her point that she only wears like training bra when she's playing or something? Uh, she wears it all the time. Well, if, well if, if, if evidently you, not. She's, she's, no, no she's still, wearing one. She's definitely no, you can one. still poke nipples through training oh, bras absolutely. and sports bras. Have oh. you not got nipples in a bra? Yeah, it's whether it has padding on <laughs> You see... <laughs> As a person with inverted nipples, I don't think about that kind of stuff. Oh, that's right. Bartek has inverted nipples. Really? Yeah, yeah. and an Audi belly button. Not really. But no, I've just, got an innie. And an innie penis. I mean, it's a bit weird. Yeah, it just sits on his shelf. It's, yeah, he's like, I don't, I don't see a problem with it. I'm, I'm like my dog. I'll show it to you later, Ryan. It's a red rocket. Uh, oh, no. What? <laughs> Nothing. Ryan, I'll have you know that I'm a cat person. Oh, good. Says Kira Knightley because she's Shout out to my cat. (laughs) Shout out to Bartek's cat and his mum. There's a a video on YouTube of me watering my cat. Yeah. What? Wetting the pussy, yeah. Um, So this is an emotional scene in which the mum. Yeah, they're barbecuing. They're they're having lunch. They're barbecuing. There's the plane! It's the exact same shot. That's what I love. Qantas plane? Yes, it is because we're very popular. Uh, Qantas? I like this shot. <laughs> we are Qantas. I didn't realise you were CEO. <laughs> I am spokesperson of Qantas. 
Uh, fly with us, cunts. There you go. Um, so. Fly with us, you cunts. <laughs> or fly with us, we so are cunts. Is this... <laughs> Hold on, so in this letter, is it like an acceptance letter? No, it's her, her final results. It's her A-level results. So her A-level results. So when we did high school, we you know you got like... I got band results. So like band six is the high results in New South Wales. So her like A, B, C, D, E, F. This is sort of like her so, No, E. Oh, so this is like her VC, HSE yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's basically saying she got 100%. That means she'll be able to be a doctor or a lawyer, and that's what they want. Okay. And look, at look. funny fact, she did go on to become a doctor because this actress went on to become one of the lead characters in ER. Oh! So she really lived up to her parents' dreams. So in this My shot, in this shot, like spoiler alert, she goes to kick the ball, and she kicks it. Yeah, and I thought dream she was, the dream, and I thought she was gonna smash that window. The montages in this film and the music choices in this film is so two thousands. And what I love about the two thousands is thinking back about it. The two thousands have such a personality and identity visually. But when you're living in the decade of the two thousands, same with the nineties, to be honest, it felt like there was nothing other than like weaker versions of like the eighties, and mm. then like the two thousand weaker versions of the nineties. But you look back and you're just like, oh, look at that headband, very two thousands. <laughs> Like, like, like everything's very 2000 in this film. To the music choices, to the outfits, to the yeah, slang. It's a, it's a little, clips. it's a little funny how you, when you think back, it's like, oh, there was something about it. But like when you lived it, you're right. There was like kind of, oh, I'm just living. You felt it. like it lacked an identity. Like yeah. at the moment, I do feel like the, the 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 teens at the moment really does have an identity, which is like unfortunately but, but the also, hipster movement. Yeah. He wrote that M very weirdly yeah. because he doesn't know how to write. He could have done it in one stroke. But um, the thing is, um, I don't think anyone in the 90s really noticed what they were doing. Did they? Really? Denim was very popular in the 90s, but so was it in the 80s, but just it got higher-waisted. I, f- I feel like denim, just everyone overrates it. What do you mean? I, I don't like jeans. Grace, <laughs> as a girl with short hair and a beard, really loves denim. Like, I'm wearing jeans right now. Like, I pretty much... I'm wearing jeans, jeans also. Oh, dude, uh, Grace all, and I are wearing the same all jeans. All my friends always yeah, wear jeans. Yeah, like, the really wide-legged ones. Like, I, we've got, like, two... We've got, like, we're, like... We've got three-legged jeans. They're very, No, no, very I'm, I was just thinking, like... Oh, we both have the same brand? No, no, we're wearing the same jeans, but, like... He's got two legs still, but you're standing in the f- like in the back, and I'm standing in the front, and I'm standing on your feet. Okay, and good. You walk me. <laughs> <laughs> let let me... I tell you. Where... <laughs> <laughs> Left. I, I tell you where to turn <laughs> because I can see and you can't because you're significantly shorter than I am. Yes. And, and also, you also have glasses, so you're vision impaired. I'm oh very blind. I just keep getting blinder. It's not great. Um, so what yeah, all I'm basically mm. saying is, if you look at my cover photo on Facebook, it's, with, it's with me with a bunch of my friends, and I'm the only one not wearing jeans. You have friends? Uh, well, you're the only one oh. not wearing jeans in this room. Another montage. Yeah, I'm wearing shorts, because it's a warmer day. And <laughs> still montaging it. That like ball is, that ball is flat! Well, you don't like montages? That ball is flat. Unprofessional. Unprofessional flat ball. Unprofessional. So, uh, you don't kick a flat the, ball. Of the five ladies we see here, not counting Jess, which one's your favourite? The food. The food is the Fair lady. enough. It looks it's, tasty. It's the By the way, they, they were making samosas, and samosas are actually very yeah. tasty. Here's mm. what annoys me about this film. When I say annoy, you know what I mean. It's great. Um, 
this guy just keeps coming to the house and not knocking on the door. He just, like, mm. looks through the window. Like, they're clearly celebrating something. Go home. Yeah, he knows Come back tomorrow. I found this very intrusive because he knows the wedding is tomorrow. Like, he knows that. I found it quite intrusive. Like, it's her. It's, it's, it's Pinky's day. Mm. Get over it, coach. Let, Let it have a day. go. Let her have her night and day. I mean, seriously. And the dad is justified. He's like, what are you doing? Mm. If I was a dad, I would have actually grabbed him and, and, and like, moved him away from the house. I like how he immediately goes into begin- being polite. I'm sorry to bother you like this. I'm sorry to look into your window. At, at the beginning of the movie, he probably would have grabbed him and thrown him away. But, but now he's-, he's a calmer guy because we realise he's Paul Giamatti and he's just a cuddly teddy bear. He's developing. Look at those eyes. I He's... expect him to throw him out like Uncle Phil throws out DJ Jazzy Jeff in the Fresh Prince. Yep. Yeah. That's not enough referencing. Uh, Fresh Prince. It reminds me a lot of the Fresh Prince. This inspired the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, actually. There was a shot... This was well after. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clearly you haven't listened to our podcast because we, as a group here, have talked about that films like this can transcend oh, time. Oh, yeah, because you, you talked about how Big Fat Liar. Yeah. Yeah. So I, pay I, attention. I find <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, please. I find I find your jazz reference very funny because last week when I watched Just Visiting, there was a shot where the villain got thrown out of the house and I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, this film, in case others like Grace don't pay attention, uh, this film, like many others, uh, transcend time to the point in which they inspire things that were made before it. Mm-hmm. It is hard because does this inspire the other unappreciated masterpieces? Which was a debate in our last episode a little bit. It's like, can this inspire just visiting? And can just visiting inspire this? Can they coexist and inspire each other? Or are they so masterful that they cannot be inspired by anything else and can only inspire other things? It, that's, that's what is really brilliant about these films. They make you think. And they make you come. Ooh. <laughs> Yep, looking at his cold, dead eyes makes me come definitely. Looking at his oversized denim jacket's giving is me. Is it oversized? I feel like all of his clothes are because that's sort of a two thousands thing, and also well, he is quite clothes. slender. Uh, is he? Yeah, he's a, he's he's quite slender man. There he is. He's a slender. There he is. No face. Jonathan Rhys Meyers is <laughs> a slender man. You heard I don't really that. like Jonathan Rhys Meyers as an actor. I don't think I've seen him in much else. I've seen him in crap. Would you touch his ear, Ryan? Yeah, uh, his ear's not big enough. Would you touch Jess's ear? She's got an earring. Uh, I poke the earring, definitely. What about Kira Knightley's ear? She does have good sized ears. Kira Knightley. Yeah. <laughs> she... I'm impressed that you've been looking at her ears and have a reference for uh, her. Ears. I've I've been looking at a lot of her and then remembering she's 16 years old yeah, in real stop life. That. Here's the thing: it's that Harry Potter thing, right? Of what film is it okay for you to start thinking that the actors are? attractive in a sexual manner like what film is it okay for me to be like Emma Emma Watson I was about to say Emma Thompson Emma Watson <laughs> is bangable or like I could be like mm, I want to see her naked or whatever and I would well uh, it's that argument of it's kind of hard because Goblet of Fire she's in that sexy dress but she's also 16 years old well is Goblet of Fire is that a sexy dress it is somewhat sexy compared to her other outfits because Hermione doesn't wear outfits like that. She doesn't wear outfits. No. <laughs> well, Ryan. She had fur in one of them, remember? When she was a cat. Oh, yeah, she was a cat. That's not well, Ryan, are you watching these movies now or are you talking about when you first yeah, saw them and when, when you were younger than her? Both. Because no, I was saying, I'm, we're the same age, aren't we? No, she was like 13 in 2002 or something. Weren't. Yeah, because when they started, like I, was, like, I was the same age and then I think I got older and they sort of only aged at a weird pace 
And mm. it like it was fine because we were the same age as them, but like now that is not okay. Um, yeah, but it's kind of weird because now, along with this film, we grew up with it, so we can kind of go back in our mind. But also, it's like yeah, now also younger version of us. Yeah, but also it's kind of like that thing where it's kind of hard that, to remember you're thinking about the younger version, so because you're thinking about the current version. So like my big question is. Is it okay for me to be sexually attracted to Kira Knightley right now in this film? No. Well, I mean... I think so. What's gonna... I think not. 16 is a, a consenting age. What's gonna come... Yeah, but she, she cannot because she's in a movie. Breast! What? <laughs> she cannot consent because she's in a movie. But if she... I was in the movie... Like, how am I just going to have sex with a movie? You... Well, Ryan... The thing... uh, you'll find a way. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. Well, the DVD disc with the hole? Oh, <laughs> no. Look, Ryan, what's going to come of you being attracted to this image of 16-year-old Kira Knightley playing Nothing an 18-year-old. Come. But, like, literally, what action will you commit that's... Like, what, you go up to Kira Knightley and says, I liked you in this movie, I want to have sex with you. She's like, cool, I'm older than you, I've passed the age of consent, whatever. Yep. That's the end of that conversation. Uh, yep. I don't know, like, it's, I don't know, it's just a thing where, you know, like, movies take you into a different world where you kind of remove reality away from it and you think of it in the moment but then you have to remember like she's 16 years old in this film is it okay? No it isn't and I'm then, telling you it's Ryan, consenting age you've asked and Ryan <laughs> just be attracted to Jess already uh, she's not as good looking she <laughs> is she is so much she's so much better looking than Kira Knightley I reckon in this film I think if I saw him in her and other things like it's just so hard because Kira Knightley's just being flaunted all over the fucking shop mm. and it's kind of hard as a guy not to just be like oh boy Kira Knightley's. I mean, her sister's hot too. Um, the, the Pinky, Pinky's yeah. hot, but we don't see enough of Pinky. The good wife, she's hot. So is she hotter though? Hotter than who? Kira Knightley. Or then Jess? both. Everyone is she? The, who's the hottest in the film? Jess is very good looking. The father. The father is pretty banging. I, like <laughs> I feel like I, I have to look at the older sister now because like she's the only other female character that's of a good age to be like yeah because the others are like you know older women who are covered up in lots of we don't see much of her but there is Mel the the captain yeah captain yeah we did see her breasts a little so win (laughs) and we saw tattoos win win I mean I'm not into tattoos as much but you know get what you can in a movie (laughs) (laughs) the dad has softened up he looks like a little puppy dog. Oh, uh, there's some dancing in the sequence that is just brilliant. Oh, like, dude, if you watch Bollywood, really Bo- enjoyable. Dude, if you watch Bollywood movies, like no. this, this, this did nothing for me because I'm so used to it in Bollywood movies. Oh yeah, I know, but I think I can't remember if we've missed it already. I think we have, but there was this guy who was trying to dance with um her, the main chick, and she didn't want to dance with him, and then he was like. He looked he disappointed. Just picked her up or something? No, no. Yeah, he picked her up and then he, he looked disappointed. He did the heart thing with his shirt. I saw that. Oh yeah. Just like that's a move. People need to pull more. <laughs> it gets grace. You hear that, guys? Doing the heart, like the heart palpitation things, gets grace going in dance moves. So gets me go. going far away. <laughs> Earlier in the night. Sure? <laughs> far, far away to your apartment later. Earlier <laughs> in the mo- early in the movie when we saw that. A picture of the guy on the wall, and you're like, who's that? And I took a guess. The guy that I mentioned is actually one of the better dancers in Indian movies. Oh, so if you check he... out one of his movies... There got... he is! There's the guy! The guy <laughs> that just lifted him up, that was the guy who did the heart thing. He's just like a mm. dickhead in this whole entire sequence, and I love it. <laughs> I love how randomly there's like a fight scene in here. Yeah, between like never the... that, that is actually, kind... if you pay attention in a scene coming up soon, it's kind of hinted at. 
Okay. In the scene where the mum goes to the bathroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I... Because okay. the camera guy is having relations with a chick. Those no. headbands, what? I need to know what they're called, but I had I had so many of those in many different colours. They're like... They kind of like look like they're a like fishnet on someone's weird head. accordion material. Yeah. Accordion material? Accordion material. Yeah, because it stretches. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, I thought you were like, like piano accordion. And yeah. yeah, it's a kind piano accordion. Like, whatever you like move, it just goes... That's all I hear from Kieran Utley's mouth. It's my It's like a weird owl song. It's like whinging. Alright, so here she's in the bathroom. When she turns around, she reacts, and then you see what she reacts to. And it's the camera guy? No, it's not No, it's not the camera guy, but these are the people who fight the camera guy. That's the dude with the holding up who... Oh, yeah, he's the asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why is he getting in a fight with the camera guy later? I think it's implied that the cameraman recorded them, and it's... (gasps) Oh, wait, so that moment where you're following the mum, was that the cameraman following her into the bathroom? (laughs) 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 No, no, I mean it. Is that legitimately what happened just then? I don't think a cameraman would be recording an upset mum during a wedding and falling into a a bathroom. No, 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 you're wrong, because did you not notice his character? Because he was recording everything, and people like, don't record that, and he's like, no, no, you've got to have everything. I also noticed about that character that he's very much into the style of an Indian tradition, so he wouldn't follow a mother into a bathroom. No, Because what's he expecting to see? Oh, she's going into a bathroom, she's going to (laughs) pee? No, she's looking for the sister. But no, he is kind of like that, but then he isn't. He's a bit of a contradiction. He's like, Indian brides don't smile, but he's also like, I've got to capture everything, and he's like going into the kitchen and stuff, and people like cooking, like he's in the way. So if anything, he's a major contradiction in terms. Mm. Because like you said, there is that element, but like I said, there's this element. So... I don't actually know, but I feel like, how does he get into the fight with this guy later? Like, what was the argument? Well, look, whether, whether oh, he... hang on, this is this is the moment where she must bend it much in the manner of Beckham. <laughs> the Con- convert it like Dave. look at that hairstyle. Look, <laughs> Sorry, look at look at um, Kira Knightley's hair. It was just atrocious. Oh uh, yeah, she had like these two little bits, like as if you they would be in your eyes the whole game. Mm. Now, oh, here's the trailer. Saw... Here's the trailer shot. If you saw this while you were playing soccer, do you reckon you'd be able to get past them? I'd just I, kick them. I reckon I would recognize that I was in the middle of a breakdown. Yeah, on the her pitch. sister. No, you know what? In that outfit in particular, I think her sister's pretty hot. Her sister. I have to admit dressed. that cost that that outfit, outfit makes her look pretty banging. Yeah. It's a very traditional kind of Indian yeah, thing that you have. And in I Indian guess movies. it's a traditional yum yum outfit for me when it comes to the sister. This is oh. <laughs> I like how Kira Knightley like doesn't re- like look at her reaction. She's like licking her lips. Mm. What was that about? Honestly, I don't even know if that was Kira Knightley. No, it was. Because I don't know. She didn't have the headband thing. What the accordion. Is... The accordion. Oh, uh, lifting people up, and it's like they lift her up. Uh, Kira Knightley's face in this is just all over the place. It's like just so animated, and I love it. Because when I think of Kira Knightley, I think of very uh, calm, collected, kind of, if anything, lacking of expression. I think, of, no, I think of her yelling with her chin. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. We had a conversation about that. We're going to have a conversation like, when she starts yelling about lesbianism, but Kira Knightley in, does yell chin first. Yes. Yeah, I, I would just like to say that in a few minutes... Oh, this we'll get... is really nice when they wrap the sorry. Yeah. Mm. They have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, I, I, I do like how they pointed it out. Like, I don't understand this, but I'm getting involved. So, yeah. uh, earlier in the film, when, when they called Jess a V, I said I was going to come back to it soon, and in a few minutes I will come back to it. Come back? Because I said that you, we said that her being called a V was foreshadowing. Yakety yak, don't come back. Yeah. Mm. And the thing that's foreshadowing too is in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so right here in this very short span of time, the coach just said, good job, I liked it, you get a scholarship. Yep. 
Mm, and look at Keira Knightley's face. She's she like, oh stunned. my god, I'm gonna get laid in America. Woo! Like, she's over the moon about everything about it. Mm. She's like, I'm gonna get in America. I'm gonna be the best player in the world. Uh, oh, there was a plane. So the, the kiss just then, was that was very much like a... Just a casual pet. Yeah, like a friend, like... Look, I don't kiss my friends on the lips, but I'm a guy, so I guess I can't say, Grace, as a, as a woman, do you just do that? I think I have done it, but I don't do it on the regular. Like, yeah. I, I don't... Is it acceptable? It is acceptable, but, like, very much, like, in the situations, like, you read the situation. Like, um, I don't do it with my really, really close friends. We just kind of settle for a hug, which in some ways is a bit more intimate. Yeah, um, well, I could get more. <laughs> How dare you? Um, what? But but yeah, like there are friends where we, we have like kissed on the lips, or you do that thing where you touch cheeks and you both mind kissing, yeah. which has always been a bit odd to me, but is quite nice. This guy's motorboating like this. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's motorboating like a fifty-year-old woman. This guy's just up for anything, really. He's kind of like the hero of the story. He's not. I love how into it the dad just he did like the. The dad did a little bit of dancing. I'm yeah, like, oh. and, then, and then he's like, he's fully into dancing now. Mm. Like, Olive, what do you think of this guy? Is like, the mum is so distraught that the confirmation now that she's a lesbian. Like, she already knew. Well, at least thought she knew. But now she's seen a kiss and she's, like, breaking down. I think she's more, like, she's obviously distraught at, like, the lesbianism and all that, which is just horrible. But also, um, she's also distraught that because she thinks Jess broke her heart and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, she's a good mum. Yeah. Oh, here it is. The yeah. fight. Well, like, what's happening? Like, yeah. So those two. We, so those. Those two, two were, two were doing it, but like, why are they fighting him? Did he actually record it or not? He must. Have. Well, I mean, why would it be the cameraman that they no, fight that's if I mean. not for the fact but that he recorded something that they didn't want him but, to record? It's mm. not so clear until we have to watch it a second time in a row. Yeah, I know that, but. This is the only conclusion I, like I can how you come guys to. Are the like, position. we spend like quite a bit of time on it for not really knowing what it's about. Here is the best scene in the Thank movie. Thank you. That's mm. my exact point of Bartek. Like, well, it's too obvious. It's like, well, no. Mm. Not till we actually start to think about it. And in movies, when you're watching it, you don't necessarily break down and think about it within the moments. And if you're watching this and you just finish the film, you may not remember that moment because it is a glimpse of a scene, but also it is long enough for me to be like, what was that about? I, I was just looking at the facts. Also, this is the best scene in the movie. It's so rude, though. I get really annoyed. I'm annoyed that she's even there. <laughs> it's not even her sister. Like, it's like... She's not even friends with the sister. No. But, like... The mum. When, when, when my brother got married, like, I invited my friends because it's, it's more, like, company there. Yeah, yeah. You, but like, do your friends know your sister? I don't have one, so no. Oh, sorry, your my brother? My brother. I, they know of him. Like, they've met, but they don't really know. Like, these two have never met. <laughs> oh, there it is. The classic. Get your lesbian feet out of my shoes. And she's like, oh no. Yeah. Uh, she was born of mine. I thought she was a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> that was the same old woman who made the sex joke earlier in the book. Yeah. And then someone's like, I thought, she's not Lebanese. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What? How could, oh, this. This is a really lovely sister moment where the sister pulls her into the car mm. and is like, hey, get your head on straight. Yeah, the sister is really tolerant, actually. Like, there are moments where she bitches and calls her out and, like, narks on her. Mm. But I feel like it's completely understandable. And I think that's what they nail in this film is oh. the understandable, relatable characters. When she dobs her in about playing football, I got so angry because there is a code of siblings that you do not Yeah, do but that. in all fairness, she's ruining her life right now. Like, but this like- was after... The understanding that the f- wedding was called off because of her going to soccer. 
But that wasn't her. No, no, that no, was, no, it wasn't that was the, at that point. That was the old people thinking, "Oh, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. kissing a." No, there was. G- it was before that she dubbed her in. It was oh, before. Yeah. before. It was when they were just like she was showing her legs. That one. That's after oh, right, that she dubbed yeah. her in. And like I have log house secrets from my brothers that I will take to my grave. Until like this what? podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> because look, here it is, guys. She's what? about to do Kira Knightley yelling. She's just like. Old chin and all like her teeth are trying to escape her mouth. Like, look how pouty she is. Like, I'm angsty. Mm. Like, oh, there's nothing wrong with. There's no big deal about being a lesbian. (laughs) And like the mom's like, I've got nothing wrong with it. Like, I'm not against it. Like, oh, this person's lesbian. I thought it was all right. (laughs) Who knew Michael Palin was such a bigot? (laughs) Well, they are. He's very posh. But just feet, feet, yum. Uh, Kira Knightley just yells with her chin, and she to me she looks like, you know, an alien when like the alien's mouth like pops out with like the mini mouse. She looks like she's trying to do that, <laughs> but she's a human or a lizard pretending to be a human. Lizard <laughs> <laughs> in a human suit. Lizard woman. Uh, that's the next one. Bend it like lizard woman. <laughs> and it's got a picture of Kira Knightley yelling. And it's like, oh my god. It's, like, it's always like her jaw is trying to detach and attack the person who's yelling <laughs> yeah. it. And she's just so articulated. She's like, there's nothing wrong with being a lesbian. It's yeah. like, okay, we get it. You can act. <laughs> we understand. You can try to act. <laughs> yeah, try. What do you mean try? She's <laughs> doing a stellar he said, performance. He said, come with me. And then he leads her into the room. Oh, I... So it was like a... It was tricking you into thinking it was a sex joke, but it's not. I don't know if it was trying to do that. <laughs> hey, look, there's a platter there of food. Has anyone touched any yet? But it's like, keep an eye on the scene for us. <laughs> oh, my God. The guy in the background's watching it for me. Oh. The, the guy in the photo, I mean. He's... I think this is a bit of a dick move, actually. Yeah, I was a bit unsure about it, but I completely understand why he does that. Yeah, I understand. I do, too, but I just find the fact that she shuts it down immediately be like, oh, well, okay... It is a pointless scene. But no, it isn't because, like, it shows that she's done with lying. Because she's been doing nothing but lying in the entire film. But now she's like, no more lies, Tony. Mm. We're not getting married because you're gay. Oops, sorry. I can't be like Grace and keep secrets to my grave. (laughs) I do like how it never is revealed that he's gay to anyone else other than her. Mm. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, and I agree with you. You I agree, agree with me on the fact that actually doesn't happen? <laughs> yep. Like, I agree it's Look, good. Well, I mean, it doesn't happen in the final version of the film. It happened in the original version. In the original version called... What was it? Bent Like Beckham. The story convert of Romeo like, and Juliet. Yeah, convert it Hashtag like... Hashtag Hamlet. Convert it like Dave starring Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> and Rambo Mum. <laughs> Rambo Mum? She was... Um, she going Rambo was, like, taken up to 11 when he was revealed that he was gay. I like how the family... You, you know, it's really smart that the family doesn't like her as much because, like, on the pictures, on the mantelpiece there, or whatever it is... Yeah, she's not there. She's not in them. Where's Jasmine? She's, like, the grandmother or something. I never noticed aunt. that. Yeah, I just noticed it now because this scene is so engaging that I had to look at the background. Are they o- are they old photos of, like, before she was born? Or are they current No, photos? no, they're current photos. Like, the current photos of the sister, of the mum and the dad and, like, the grandma, but none of her. And it's just like, oh, she's not loved. It, oh, it's a chavs. It could be, like, an elder child, like, a, a youngest child thing because, like, there's a oh. lot of photos of my brothers and there's, like, a bunch of me but not many. Have you seen ya? What? <laughs> Nothing. Well, I'm the older sibling, so. Slight dig at, like, who How wants to take you? a photo of you? So rude. You're is it because her glasses, like, like, shine the flash of a camera? 
Does that happen? Um, these ones are like have a coating on them so they're non-reflective because it's easy for driving. Cause yeah, the yeah, but wet. other ones when you grow yes, up? Yes, it does, does, it does happen, which is why you can't have them in passport photos. You yeah. guys are talking over a heartfelt scene. I'm sorry, I'm feeling it in my heart. Oh, okay, cool. I let everyone know that he just touched his nipples. <laughs> yeah, the dad. <laughs> no! <laughs> Me. <laughs> and remember, they're inverted. <laughs> so he's touching nothing. Yeah, Grace, don't need to talk about how the dad's touching his nipples, all right? We don't know what Paul Giamatti's acting style is to get into Stop. character. <laughs> what he needs to... Uh... He needs to milk himself, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that is a horrific image. Oh, you leave Paul Giamatti alone. I can't, he's such a great actor. <laughs> he keeps appearing in these films. We miss you, Paul. Come back. Uh... <laughs> Paul G. Mighty, maybe you want to, you know, be our guest on the show sometime? Yeah. We know you're listening. Wait a moment. Grace, what's that on your neck? Oh my God, it's a mask. Oh my God. Okay, now go up to the microphone and yell, Paul G. Mighty. Oh my God, it's a mask. Paul G. Mighty. I can't think of what Paul G. Mighty talks like. Because like, I'll, I give can... you, I'll give you an idea. He talks like... He talks in a mixture of William Shatner meets Boston shouting. He so does, he, he kind of like, he'll be like, Hey, Jason Shepard, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> that's, it sounds more like Jason Alexander he's, then. He's a bit squeaky than you would think. He is squeaky for a tubby guy, yeah. Squeaky for a tubby guy. Uh, uh, the tubby guy there is this argument online that I, I was looking at Paul Giamatti. This is unrelated to Ben and like Beckham, but stick with. Yeah, like There's everything. an argument of, is Paul Giamatti fat? Or is he just a schlub? Schlub. He's a schlub, but people are arguing that, you know, he's fat. Just because he's a guy and he holds it different to a chick. If a chick was the same build as him, you would say she's fat. Well, you yeah, probably, but, like, we do. But Paul Giamatti's above genders, so there you go. Paul Giamatti's above homo sapien. He's hmm. homo Giamatti. <laughs> <laughs> that could be... Paul Giamatti, there's your biography slash autobiography title. Paul Giamatti. And then you have a picture of, like, you know, the evolution of men. <laughs> and the last one's him being blue. <laughs> and it's him looking disappointed. Guys, we're talking over a heartfelt scene. Oh, look, the spinning camera. Spinning. What's she looking at? Her lines, probably. The planes. <laughs> cue cards right above her face. <laughs> yeah, cue cards On the saying, planes. In a clunky fade. Q- yeah, well, look, this film's all about clunks. All that clunks. Uh, we're not going to Are there going to be the planes? Clumps. Are there going to be planes? Oh. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and more. Oh, the exhilaration. What is it? Like with half planes? the family work at an airport. Dude, I really did not pay attention to there being this many planes in the movie. Just every time there's a sky, I'm like, are there going to be planes? Hey, we completely are? didn't even talk about like the climax. Who cares? She won the game. Good for <laughs> yeah. her. And now they go to America. Look, oh, we there didn't he even is. Get... Portable him. Hey, you didn't talk about the V line. You said like the line was. I did. Say. What was it? It was the. Oh, I if thought you... she was a Pisces. Oh yeah. Oh, that was the revelation. Attention. I didn't think that was connected. Anyway, I didn't see the connection. I just think it's just a really good line, and he's just like, I've got to bring it into yeah. the light. Look at what a, what a punsy run he has for 
for a soccer player. Well, his knee's With an bad. injured knee. Oh, his knee's bad. What's wrong with his arms? Also, in the shot where she's walking up, he slows down. And then, then in the next shot, he's at full speed again. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, he, I get he has a bad knee. But does his arms need to flail he about? He does work in the bar. Sorry, no, I no, thought no. you were pulling that out of your ass. No, no, no. Like, it's a fleeting line. Like, no, no more, more pints for me. Yeah. And I'm like, is it that either that or he's Irish and he drinks a lot? <laughs> Which he is, says pulling pints, which is the action yeah, of pouring. Yeah, well, maybe he pulls them out of his ass like if he's, I did with yes. that idea, you so, bitch. If he's, really, <laughs> if he's really Irish, where's his leprechaun uniform? It's if underneath his green eyes. Ah. Okay. He, he holds it in, his, in, his, in the bags under his no, eyes. They're more blue eyes, aren't they? They're kind of hazel, if anything, because he has like blue eyes, but like you see like tinges of green there, or just like tinges of yellow. Mm. You know, got, Grace, you were right. Jess is kind of pretty. Which you mean kind of pretty? But she's, thank you, I am right. She's alright. She's so good looking. She's got that scar on her leg. Kind of reminds know. me of an Indian friend of mine. She's also pretty pretty. Pretty pretty? Pretty pretty pretty. pretty. Whoa, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh There's, my god, Dad, right, and, it's And here's the guy. Is it actually him? Like how David Beckham saves them. He's walking from, backwards. Like, he sto- he cocks blocks them. Hmm. He's like, oh my god! No, no, he doesn't because like, if if like all the relatives in the family saw them, that would be a bit like a fight at the airport. But like, he basically, you know. Hey guys, you know, oh nose rubbing. Mm. They've just kissed for the first time. They're already at nose rubbing stage. Nose Jesus, rubbing. they move fast in England. <laughs> the Irish move pretty quick. If I gotta be honest, I love. Could you imagine a sequel to this where it's like about her trying to convince the family it's okay for her to like marry him because that's what they're kind of indicating. Like, he wants her so bad, it doesn't matter about, like, the battle that they'll have with the family. And, like, in the sequel, like, the dad doesn't have a beard anymore. It's just Paul Giamatti. And he doesn't even... He's like, look, I tried once. I didn't get the Oscar. I'm not going to try that hard. It seems to work for Matthew McConaughey, so I guess I better give it a go. And he, like, leans against the wall. And he's like, all right, all right, all right. Hey, that's a good point. Does her belly button thing go off in the metal detective? Bartek brought it up before. I think it might be a bit too small. No. I've had pretty small things go off Me in the too. metal detector. <laughs> Me too. You know, the uh, freeze frame finish. Look at her hand. And Look at her one night. finger. And here it is. I wrote this in my notes. A montage for the final time. Nice. A montage to top it all off. It's like a little montage strawberry on top of the montage cake <laughs> covered in montage whipped cream. And somewhere in there, a speck of plot is in there somewhere. And, and the painting is saying bye for the last time. And he's like, bye-bye, she's pregnant now. And he's playing cricket, and that was pretty shit. Uh, move on up. And like now he's well, playing cricket. Joe can't throw for shit. Joe is Irish, so they don't really. Remember, play he's got a bad well. knee, so he can't throw with his arms. Yeah, well, it's not as simple as that. Also, look at did, look at that kid in the background. Even he's better than Joe. Did Jules? Did Jules and Jess? Um, like because at the end she was obviously she was kissing Joe. Yeah. She Joe, didn't Jules, give a and shit. Jess. Jesus Christ! And then Jules looks back and she's like, "Oh yeah, did they resolve that? Because I know they had a bit of a fight about." No, it. She's like, "Oh, I wouldn't have. No, I don't, it's a mistake." No, she just did the. I didn't it's kiss playing. him. Hmm. She did the I didn't kiss him. Well, she hadn't at that stuff. Oh, what's no. up with this ice cream truck and oh. the music being like idyllic suburbia? Yeah, yeah idyllic suburbia. Like things are back to normal now. Oh, is that okay? It went over that my head. or like we love ice cream. I fucking love ice cream. Dude, cookies and cream ice cream. Boom. And then to really, so really end the film, really end the film, dancing slash bloopers. Mm. And in yeah, it, Kira Knightley swears. 
She <laughs> says like she? she says like fuck or something, but they bleep it, of course. Nice. Nice. I agree. Keira Knightley looks wasted in the outtakes. <laughs> she looks like she's out of it. Like, look at her. She's like, I have to sing? Ugh. I like it in either the subtitles I had. It's just like, they all try to sing in Hindi. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. I love it. Like, so many of them are topless for no reason, too. Oh, you know, when you're in England and you're filming, you, you often just, you know, I don't need to shirt anymore. Does England get hot in the summer? Well, to the English, Yes. But to the Australian... Us, no. no. See, I thought her 1969 shirt was like a reference to like, oh, some big soccer event happened probably in 1969. Oh, man, moon landing. And Destroy All Humans 2. <laughs> yep. The only yeah, two man, things in 1969. That, right. that and... Ooh. Yep. All right. Yeah, I guess that showed he was gay. Mm-hmm. That, that sequence there. Oh! Oh, belly buttons. Oh. The he one, liked it. <laughs> the one who, like, the captain who actually showed her boobs in the bra, when she pulled up her shirt, she didn't, she pulled, like, the collar down <laughs> because she was too embarrassed. Well, I'm not oh, she swears. Way. She's like, There's only one boob show in my contract. I Thank like how they much. cut him before he even starts. Like, mm. get off, Jonathan. You're <laughs> terrible. Mm. Oh, they mean to credit Paul Giamatti, but they, I guess that's his Indian name. Oh, stop it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I like how she's there, like, oh, she was such an important character, but, like, the parents are lower down in the list. Well, Frank Harper's in, like, three scenes. What do you mean? The dad? The dad, yeah. No, he's in heaps of scenes. Jules is dead. Yeah. He's He's in my heart. He's at, like, pretty much every soccer game scene. He's in the crowd. Is he in the crowd? Yeah, he's in the crowd for pretty much, like, let's say, for argument's sake, there's six soccer scenes. Mm -hmm. He's in at least three of those scenes. Okay. I thought he was only in two. No, he's in a lot of them, and like he's the, in a lot of scenes. Like, thinking, there's lots of scenes with the mum, and the dad's there comforting her and talking to her. You know, he's in a lot of scenes, actually. I know he's in a lot of scenes, but I didn't know. He's probably in equal amount of scenes to um, her, the mum, the Indian mum, because she's in it less once the dad starts to get going. Yeah. The Indian mum's in it less. Well, I mean, yeah. And what, that's a, what, that's what, a tragedy. Yeah, what, well, what more? Oh. <laughs> Hot, hot, hot. Yes, the English are feeling hot, hot, hot. Clap, so, clap, clap. That was the film. They clap. Everyone. Mm-hmm. It's still going. Excellent, thank you. Oh, they're still going. Uh, I like how they don't have subtitles for when they say slag. <laughs> oh, slag is a term that I very much like. It's very pleasing to Yeah, me. it's very pleasing. It's right slag. up there with me with, like, you know, like, it's right up there with, like, you know, the usual kind of good ones, like, you know, slag and slag face, slag gorilla. Slagger- Slaggerino. Slaggerith. Slaggerith. <laughs> On the fifth day, Slaggerith rose from the grave. <laughs> Romeo and Julius All right. Slag. So, guys, that was Bender Like Beckham. Lots of things happened in there. Lots of stuff was thrown. Now, this is the point in which we guys give our final thoughts and review and a rating. Grace, since you're the guest and you're the one who's been defending it the most, even though Bartek and I are on the same page as you, we love this film. And you're the biggest fan. We can tell that you're going to give it the highest ranking out of all of us. But could you give us your kind of review and uh, rating of the movie? Oh, I really, really liked it because it was one of the first films I saw where, like, most of the like the male characters took a backseat, and like the female characters are allowed to like do whatever with with little influence. Mm-hmm. And like that, that's one of the reasons it's a bit special to me. And like because I saw, I, I didn't realize I was seven when this came out. I was seven. I was quite mm-hmm. young. Um, and it, it's, it struck a chord with me then and it's still sort of struck, struck a chord with me now. And also like, I like it now because it's like, so it is dated, 
Mm-hmm. But I, I sort of like that because I'm just like, yeah, that is exactly what the 2000s were like. And oh my goodness, like the light coloured eyeshadow, the butterfly clips, the see-through plastic shoes. Oh, hipsters are making that come back. Oh, and not the butterfly clips and the see-through plastic shoes, they're not. Not if I have anything to say with it. But I Grace is in charge of the hipsters. Exactly. So you can I blame her for them. Kid hipster. Uh, so I really, really liked it. And when I rewatched it, I, I really enjoyed it. And it's, it's, it's just enjoyable. It's just a bit of fun. It's really enjoyable. And like many themes are touched on, but hmm. it's just enjoyable. If you had to give it a rating? Out of what? Out of whatever you want. Um, I would give it, I don't know, probably four. Four. Um, just four? I would give it four Grace Beards. <laughs> out of uh, six. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Bartek, let's hear from you. I liked it a lot. Um, I, I've mentioned a few times, don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've watched quite a lot of Bollywood movies in my family. Bollywood is, of course, um, the Polish film industry. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Polish film industry where they go into it, just a slight bit of blackface to look Oh, Indian. no. <laughs> um, no, the Polish are just really tired. Come on. Yeah, so the... Well, I am, kind of. Well... So, there were a lot of elements from Bollywood films that were in this, like, mainly the costumes, the occasional colourful scenes, like, literally lots of colours on the scene, the dancing and the family. But, um, I found it interesting seeing the typical Indian kind of valued family in a English suburban Mm. family kind of clashing. Mm, I enjoyed that very much too, actually. Yeah, um, and it was a girl who's, you know, being been raised in this kind of family but she's also being raised in this kind of environment and they're coming into terms with it so that is where the coming of age story comes from and I found it really well done and it has most certainly inspired a lot of movies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you had to give a rating man if I had to give it a rating yeah I would give it um, a David out of bending <laughs> yep I agree right Well, I had a lot to think about this movie. This was a movie that was from my childhood, and it wasn't necessarily directed towards me being a young boy. It was more for people like Grace, you know, girls, because it is a film where the guys take a back seat, and it is one where the girls are driving the film, and there's angst and drama and teenage romance and stuff like that. And being like, you know, nine years old, none of that applied to me. But I had a background in soccer, and my dad is really into soccer too. So I watched it, and I, as a kid, I really enjoyed it as as a film. I think watching it now, having to have to take off my nostalgic goggles and having to review it and think about it in the ways of an unappreciated masterpiece, it fits in perfectly with these films because this film, this film was popular at the time, but it has faded into obscurity over the years it has faded to obscurity over the years people remember the name but people don't necessarily remember what the themes what the characters what what the little nitty-gritty bits were about they may remember the flicker moments but i recommend watching it again it has so many things going for it such as montage and montage there was 15 montages in this film, actually. You counted the montages. I counted the montages. And that's what's great about this film. This film defies filmmaking logic by saying, Hey, the film doesn't have to have scenes or plots. It has to all be fueled by visual storytelling, which is what film is about. But let's do it all through montage. Hey, 
and you know, Kira Knightley and 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 you know, Jasmine are friends. Let's just show that via montage instead of having poignant scenes. And I think that's what really gets me about this film. It is a film that just defies the normal ways of telling film stories and getting the normal little tidbit moments like montages and juicing it up to 15. And I really appreciate that from this film. Also, as someone with a soccer background, I really do appreciate all of the scenes with soccer in it, which is very good. And I do enjoy that dynamic between friendship and family and the love of uh, uh, and the love and passion of, of whatever it is, in this case, soccer, and how those three things can kind of conflict with one another or help each other out. I would give this film a solid... Uh, Did you like the soundtrack? The soundtrack was perfect. Oh, do you like the, the, the soundtrack was perfect. It had Atomic in it, in case you didn't hear. Oh, did it have Atomic in it? Yeah, it was Who's it Atomic by? I think it's by uh, Bend It Like Beckham soundtrack. Oh, it's, it's, by, it's by Beckham, is it? No, by, by the Bend It oh, Like Beckham by, soundtrack. And it was uh, very popularised by the Bend It Like Beckham audio commentary or by Smith & Polish Presents. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Should we title yeah. this Bend It Like Beckham or Convert It Like Dave? Uh, that's Bent It Like Converting Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Bent like converted Dave. Yeah. If I had to rate this film, ooh, it's very hard, you know. I I guess I would give it a goal <laughs> out of goals. Yeah. This thing could have this film could have used one of those. Yeah, it could have. Okay, so there's other reviews out there. This is my favourite part of the podcast. Honestly, I really like it too. <laughs> Mainly because I go into it blind and you know what you're gonna yeah. say. <laughs> Okay, so this review is... Um, now, this was written in 2004, so a couple of years after the, the film had come out. Oh, and it's called A Fun, Refreshing Movie. Okay, first off, I hate commenting on... <laughs> I love doing this. First off, I hate commenting on this thing, but I felt like I had to stand up for this movie. So many people were bashing on it, and I felt like people who might want to see it should Get a second opinion. First off, Bender Like Beckham is not meant to be the most profound movie of the century. If that's what you're looking for, go go somewhere go somewhere else. Just because it is an independent film does not mean it has to be artsy. It's supposed to make you feel good and you're supposed to have fun watching it, and those two things are handily accomplished. Secondly, the acting, though not the acting, though not Halle Berry in Monsters Ball. <laughs> Why is that the example? Is <laughs> still good. The movie doesn't need acting like that. Honestly. <laughs> Why is that the example? I don't know. Okay. The For a movie... second there, I thought you were going to say Halle Berry cat. I'm like, this no. person needs to get <laughs> The movie... The movie... <laughs> the, the movie doesn't need acting like that, honestly. So don't look for it here. It's a family movie. If that's what you... If, if that's what you wanted, you wouldn't or shouldn't even be looking into this movie, honestly. honestly. It sounds like... 
people are going, oh, I like Monsters Ball with Halle Berry. I, I get recommended, but like Beckham. Okay, back to this review. Still last. Lastly, it has a really cute story. I think it's thought out well and it's entertaining to watch. It's also very true to life for the most part of that culture. So if you want to sit down and watch a movie that you can enjoy and feel good about when you're finished... If you're looking forward to something with deep thought, out plot lines, and big dramatic scenes, this is not for you. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was going somewhere else. Yeah. Lindsay. Oh, thanks, Lindsay. Thanks, Lindsay. <laughs> she gave it 8 out of 10. Um, the next one is written in 2005. Fun, energetic, and altogether wonderful. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> wow, I can't believe I waited so long to see this film. <laughs> I just never got around to watching it. The plot has nothing that interests me. I know nothing about soccer or football. I am one of those I am one of those American fools that has no clue. <laughs> I, I had never seen I'd never even seen David Beckham before this film. <laughs> no idea what he looks like. I chose to ignore the buzz surrounding the film at the time it was released in America. Enough about me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you. Enough about him. Enough about him. Truth be told, it was a mistake to ignore this little piece of movie making heaven. (laughs) (laughs) That's so nice. This gem of a film. <laughs> what, a, what a fun film. It's full of colour and exuberance. I had a goofy grin on my face through the whole movie. I had a goofy grin on my face through the whole movie. Pa- um, Paraminda Nagar. That's how it's pronounced too. I made sure I watched a YouTube video before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paraminda Nagar is so sweet and lovable, you can't help but root for her. No wonder why the American television show ER has snatched her up so quick. I have a new appreciation for Indian culture. Those people know how to have a good time. The wedding scenes are dazzling and beautiful. <laughs> I just love that's like this film has influenced him to know that they have a good time. Good. <laughs> the only problem I had was deciphering some of the British slang and dialogue through the accents. I turned on the English subtitles to make sure I didn't miss anything. This is not a criticism of the film. They had to put that one in brackets. Uh, I'm sure audiences worldwide have trouble understanding the constantly changing slang in American films as well. This is a perfect date film. Oh, guys, we had a little date just yeah, now. Yeah, a little throughway. Yum. Uh, it has... Uh, woo! It has... <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're in, you're in the middle, Ryan. You're being sandwiched. <laughs> woo! It has... It, where am I? It has... It has a great sports plot like Rocky. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Although it probably would have been better if they picked Rambo, because, you know, in the original version of the film, there was a Rambo character. Oh my god, these people watch this ball and Rocky, they just can't get their fucking references in. Okay, okay. And it's, and it's strong sense of feminism that is empowering for women. I watched it with my wife, and a 16 <laughs> All of these reviews that I've ever done have somehow involved someone's personal backstory, and might I add, he did say enough about me, so let's get back to him. This is perfect, you know, I watched it with my wife and my 16-year-old niece, and we all loved it. I highly recommend it. Ten stars. Man, the reviewers this time are really eloquent. They are eloquent. Oh, we have yet to get to the most eloquent. I'm excited. 
This one's I love this movie. 2003, so a year after. Pretty close. And that title is in all caps. All caps, like, I love this movie! <laughs> but no exclamation mark at the end, so it's kind of contained. So it's like uh, projected. <laughs> yeah, I love this movie. All right. As a former two-time... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Another backstory? Yes. Okay, former what? Okay, as, as, as a former two-time karate world champion, I like movies about sacrifice for sport. But this movie is so much is about so much more. This movie is so good and so deep. I have recently been plagued by various serious injuries and pretty and pretty much a disaster uh, a disastrous lack of passion. Almost lights out for me. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> oh my god. And and this silly little movie touched me so deep that like out of a daze it reminded me about what life is supposed to be about. This is a movie about living, living your life for yourself and respect for others, empowerment. God bless Bend It Like Beckham. I believe it is a true gem. 10 out of 10. Wow. So just to get make that clear, everyone, if you almost died, this movie will make you appreciate Or if you're the fact feeling that... suicidal, this movie's for you. Is, is it a silly little movie if it touched them that deeply? Touched. That certainly says something about the movie, and I think people yeah, should I need watch. a drink for before this one. Alright, this one's this one's a long one. Oh jeez, I thought the others were long. Okay. Remember back in the days when they were talking about when they leave puberty and stuff? Yeah. Well. No pact with the devil here is the what? name of it. What a still a title! <laughs> yeah, this is a novel. <laughs> two thousand this is two thousand and five. Alright. Okay. My hmm, boy. My scalp still smarts from the burning coals heaped on it when I vowed I loved this movie. <laughs> oh my god. What does that mean? <laughs> okay. Let's see if we can make through it. We've got the giggles in this podcast. Okay, okay. When I vowed I loved this movie, bring on the coals. I'll walk over them as well as to say as well as say that I love Ben Langbeckham. <laughs> Okay, guys, let's do this. I will walk over them as much as I will vow that I say say that again that I love Bend It Like Beckham. Granted, there's a lot of in spite of in that confession. It's a bit of a movie of the week. The screenplay is a bit of a paint-by-numbers side film. And most troublingly, the director's commentary implies that in this film, beauty can be found primarily amongst the white of skin. The film's genius is not in what's obvious to the Sidfield doctored eye. Character arcs, themes, construction. It's in both the surface and what lurks deep beneath. But not in those layers of artistic topsoil the review that reviewers seem most often <laughs> the reviews seem most often to scratch at. Powerful. Sometimes semi-clad female bodies, not simply on display, but kicking the crap out of a football, do a better job of naturalizing female strength and agility than Lara Croft ever will do. Oh, wow. These are real bodies, Kira Knightley's especially, whose work is not to look great first, but kick butt later. Kick butt later. They are working bodies whose beauty is in their in, in their movement and self determination. And in my book, the lead actress is one of the most gorgeous creatures ever captured on screen. Not only because she can lay claim to the uh, hackneyed uh, hackneyed uh, hackneyed object uh, adjective luminous. 
but because her performance has an honesty and unbookish intelligence that's utterly compelling. The result is a film women can enjoy without feeling like they're making a pact with the devil to do so. As in Bride and Prejudice. Have you seen that one, Bartek? I haven't, but I think my Bri- mom has. As in Bride and Prejudice, the relationships among women sizzle with a chemistry that can be neatly slotted into the stodgy, Sweet Valley High categories of best friends or sisters. Perhaps the director is even right in her commentary to dis to disavow the film's flirtation with lesbians. Lesbianism. Bender like Beckham has an electricity that can be reduced to the simple hetero slash homosexual love triangle in its conventionally structured script would suggest. The precise nature of its pleasure is ultimately a bit of a mystery, and is all the more seductive for it. Oh yes, and did I mention that is hilarious? Ten stars. You didn't. <laughs> Sorry, I did it. So you... Artistic topsoil is, I think, my favourite phrase in all so that. You... And there were some good ones. So did you hear that, Ryan? You're not meant to be attracted to the fact that Kieran Knightley's 16. You're meant to be attracted to her kicking. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It kind of turned weird. It turned weird? It started weird. <laughs> like that? I, oh. I'm just making sure oh. I read all of these reviews. Did you read the other Why side the of this paper? There's none oh. on the other side. All right, okay. This is the last one, I do believe. Yes. Okay. Liverpool slash Owen. Yes. Beckham. No. This is in 2002. Is that code? What is I'm that sorry. Th- that's the no, title? That's the title. Oh, it's like the score. Oh, that's the title. I thought that was all of it. Okay. So this is a guy who's not a fan of David Beckham? Yes. Okay. This is... That's the title. Liverpool slash Owen. Yes. Beckham. No. This is from India. This Ooh. one. 2002. 10 out of 10 for this film is how they started. I'm a British India I'm a British Indian doctor currently in India. The word Beckham put me off cuz I'm a die-hard Liverpool fan and personally think that Owen is really cool. Since Liverpool and Manchester United are rivals, I was dead sure that I wouldn't watch the film. But then I was in Delhi to meet some friends, and I had an early morning flight, so I thought, what the heck? Let's buy time by watching this film, cause it was a late night show. What a moron I was. I should have seen this film the day it was released. I guess using Beckham's name was to draw audience attraction, which had backfired in my case. (laughs) But then I really can't think of a better title for the film. And Nagara and Knightley both Drop Dead Gorgeous, and Reese Myers did a superb job. If you hate football, dislike Manchester United, or England for that matter, then this is definitely the film for you. In fact, I'm just 29 years old, a psychiatrist by profession, but a kid at heart. (laughs) (laughs) The film has knocked... Okay, this is one... The film has knocked Star Wars off my number one position for films. Surprisingly, there aren't that ma- there aren't very many comments on this film by Indian Brits like me. I wonder why. Ten out of ten for this film. Man, popular film. That film. I don't know which one was my favorite review. Like all of them were. Oh, it's got to be this the scalp calls, doesn't it? It has <laughs> yeah. to be. Like, why are they on a scalp? About, what about the guy? What about the guy who's like going to commit suicide and then he watches this movie and there's like no life's worth living? Oh, I still 
scalp coals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? This, that was interesting. Like, I will walk over coals. Ryan, mm. w- why do we have a podcast and not these guys? <laughs> these guys are just behind the times. They did this back in the day where podcasts weren't happening. Weren't happening. Mm. Weren't happening. I guess IMDb <laughs> reviews from the noughties are the podcasts of that decade. Yes. <laughs> so, guys... Any final things you want to talk about when it comes to the film? Any things you want to mention? Any little tidbits? I like a lot of a lot of the reviews were just like, "Oh, this film is like good fun," and like it is good fun. But I like a lot of them were just like, "Oh, it's a silly little film," which I think, with with the, all the themes, like obviously there's it's lighthearted ish, but with all the themes in it. I don't know if you can go, oh, silly little film. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it is lighthearted. I mean, mm. it is very lighthearted. Like, if I had a heart operation and removed my heart and put it into my chest, I would die very quickly <laughs> because of how little it is. But, yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. There's, there's, it's like, I don't think of it as a silly film. I think of it as a groundbreaking film. Yeah. Mm. It really deals with a lot of tough issues out there. And, and... A lesser film wouldn't have done that, or a lesser film would have wouldn't have handled it as well. I mean, a lesser film for a start would have, oh, you know, had a beginning, middle, and end to the problem. This film, on the other hand, just has a beginning and a middle. They don't need to resolve racism. They don't need to resolve homophobia. They don't need to resolve sexism. You just have to accept that's a part of life. I there guess that's a, what Bender like Beckham trying to tell me. You know what? That's a that's a good thing. That cannot be resolved. Yeah, I know, but they do it with pretty much everything, and that's good because this movie is just like life. Things can't be resolved. Yeah, well, the three of us are grotesquely intelligent, so we can see a lot of the. <laughs> elements of this film like even grace said you know she watched it as a girl and she saw things in it from that perspective and because we're intelligent we saw it too mm-hmm. these guys they they i'm kind of assuming that they're men so maybe they didn't see no a lot no of most the, of them were women were they i, I didn't hear their Lindsay? usernames Lindsay. yeah oh uh, yeah fair enough yeah so um, you're so just going through oh no Lindsay can be a uh, no it's spelled spelt like a woman Lindsay. Lindsay. well so, whatever they're just not grotesquely intelligent then. yeah uh, no 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 excuse me it's okay to view this film from just from the heart, not from the brain, yeah. okay? Because that's what this film is. It's very lighthearted. No, no, no. Grace is scoffing, but I'm sometimes not scoffing. You're scoffing. I, I just like to... some films like say The so Dark Knight. Weird. You watch that using your brain. It's a thinking movie. Oh. It's a thinking movie, and this movie is more of a feeling movie. The you feel Dark the Knight film. Is your thinking movie? I'm just looking at my collection of DVDs, and I've been looking at it this whole time. And no, 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 okay, no, The Dark Knight. No, it's not my thinking movie. It's a thinking movie. Like when you watch it, you have to think, especially if it's a, any Christopher Nolan movie is a thinking movie because he is strictly cold and analytical in his film directing. But in this director's one, it's about the feelings. It's about the warmth of the characters. You. feel feel for the characters. You relate to them because they remind you of people in real life. While some other films it's the ideas that you are driven by and you think about the ideas sometimes. And this film has ideas too. And it's great that they have them. And that's just good. Mm-hmm. It's great that they have ideas and that's good. Yep. Thank you. Wisdom. <laughs> that will be on the DVD cover. Yeah, excellent. And what about oh, you the re-release, yeah. Any other things you want to say about it? Any little things you want to bring up before we end this? Well, I'd just like to remind everyone that the greatest thing in the movie was the concept of the Indian families, because they were very funny. They were very funny. They were a very silly little movie. They were very funny, you know? 
Oh my god. I know. <laughs> I think you're criticizing the reviews too hard. There was a guy who put his heart out there and said he was a two time karate champion. That's hard oh, to I'm admit not, to the world. I'm not making that hard to That's very impressive. Yeah, but sometimes, yeah. you know, we don't have super no, egos he, like you. Yeah, R- Ryan, he makes sense. I know, I know a guy who was a karate champion, and he has a PhD now. And, like, you know, karate champions, he's if he's a real... Maybe him. he's a ninja, and they're not supposed to reveal that secret. I mean, come on. Get it together, Grace. Why am I being criticised for this person? Because you're the one who had a real big problem with them saying light films. Okay, guys, but real talk. Who's better, samurais or ninjas? Uh, oh, e- ah, ooh, I'm gonna go. S- it's kind of hard to say. I'm thinking Paul Giamatti. Oh my god, <laughs> the best one. And that's really the only answer we can get. Yeah. Everyone, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Spit and Polish presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I've been Bartek. And I've been Ryan. And I've been Grace. Yes. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Hey, we, we've been graced with her presence. Yuck. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. And like the social medias that we have up, the Facebook page, comment on anything, give us any feedback if you if you feel like it, or any future suggestions. Other than that, like Bartek said, we've been Spin Polish, and you have been a wonderful listening people. Absolute 